The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Hello, everyone, and welcome to the two-week delayed episode of Talk to Keiki. We oh. promise you there's no dog fucking on, like, one certain anime that we're not talking about. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Matt, I'm Matt, and as always, to join me, my co-hi, Ethan, what's up? Konnichiwa, Oh, Dajabu, a little high, a little cold. <laughs> That's a, that could be the name of a song. Just a little high, little. Oh, I got just... the, I got the Tenjaku today, boy. I'm not on screen. Hold on, let me save. I'm trying to block people from my view. Here we go. Got the Tenjaku bottle. A little bit of water. It's gonna be a lady podcast. Alrighty. Um. Yeah, we didn't record last week because both of us. We're busy on a weekend, and it got to the point where we couldn't watch anything until, like, the Monday or Tuesday or whatever. And it's like, that's, eh. the, that's the name of the title, guys. Too much animated chew. We Matt and I bit off too much than we can chew. More than we can chew. Yeah, that. And, again, yeah, I had company over the whole for, like, four days. And I've had you, life, man. Just fucking. Yeah. Life has been a pain in the ass. Well, how do I uh, sound on the mic, bro? Uh, you sound you sound a little more clear. Sound a little pretty more good. clear? Yeah, Jesus. pretty good. I'm um so my friend who I talked to, shout out to her, she recommended that because of the way I move and stuff, like I lean back and stuff, like I may, don't I have to be like really close to the mic, but it kind of blocks my it obstructs my view because like this right. fucking the the pop mic is obstructing my view. So she suggested and I went with it buying an actual mic stand, like a floor stand. So that's coming in the mail Wednesday. Looking forward to that. All right. That's set up uh... for our next show. Hopefully by our next show we'll be caught up. So a caveat, guys. Matt's all caught up. I am not. I am seven. Epi- I am seven shows behind a single episode. So um, 
a we're going to be talking about multiple episodes for all 28 or 29 shows that we're watching together and then yeah. b or in general and then b um for seven of them uh we won't be talking about the latest episode because i have not seen it yet and i haven't had the time so right so we're we're doing my memory he's been he He's fucking the dog. I'm holding its head. Where? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Well, yeah, you're staring the shit because you watched more of the past last week episodes, and I haven't seen those in like three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, so I will. I say we're we're gonna all talk about Kiha. It's kind of like we did the premiere, but just reviews mixed with it. Uh, how everything's going? Uh, we're almost halfway with some of them. Uh, one from fall is almost done. Thank, thank God. God. Jinx. Yes. Uh, I did finish one on Netflix. I'll talk to that when I do my reviews. Let's get to a couple of news. Have you started uh, Ragnarok yet? Uh, I'm probably going to do that Sunday. I'm going to watch the Heracles and Jack the Ripper fight. If it goes well, I'll keep going. Mm. So, Can't wait to hear the rant if it doesn't. Yeah, I didn't watch it yet. I don't believe my friend Chris has either. When he comes on later, he just ends off work. Oh, he's going to be live commenting, guys. Yep. Ooh. And again, if you guys catch us live on the streams, again, Twitch, YouTube, uh, comment. Let us know. Talk to us. Yep. We obviously uh, stopped to talk to motherfuckers, so you know, uh, yeah. more of a stream than a uh, actual right, right. podcast. I got, I got my... Yeah, the I do have a soundboard. Uh, I had to buy extra wires at the Talking the Star Man. So once I get mm. my once I get my memory cards, he's gonna help me hook it up fully. Yo, and, I'm gonna say this here. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, once he I get that, he's, he's gonna he's gonna guide me for that. So yeah, thank you, Chris, to the show. Uh, I do have a keggy shot planned with Star Man as well, like you do with Slime. I haven't planned that bitch at all, but okay. Uh, well, well you, you were talking. Well, you guys still might do it. I imagine so one of these days. Yeah, and and sometime this month, I'm going to be doing Lupin the Third with him. Actually, so. I have an idea. We can make a whole kicky shop out of Slime. We could just do a movie review with me and him. Slime. Yeah, uh, you can talk about the show a little bit. Kaguya, SAO. That's really depressing. I'm going to go see Kaguya by myself. in the uh, Yeah, I'll be casting it. Other. Yeah, I'll be casting it. And see what they do with that, but uh, yeah, we'll get but we'll get to that when we get to that. But uh, yeah, again, we're gonna do Loop on the Third this month. It's gonna be great. Nice. We're talking about the history of Lupin. We review. We'll be reviewing Lupin Zero together, and the latest movie that came out last week, Lupin the Third versus Cat's Eye, which is a movie on Amazon Prime. Nice, nice. So I will try to watch that sometime before we do the show for that. Nice, nice. So yeah, check out for that. Uh, we got a couple of news. Uh, like I said, unfortunately, uh, some shows have been postponed due to COVID. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, I know there was one that we don't watch. It was that Lover's Triangle one. That was uh-huh. one that got delayed. Uh, the one we're both watching, Kubasan, Won't Let Me Be Invisible. Uh-huh. Uh, we have two more episodes of that. And after that, it's going to be disqualified for winter because it's going to air as a spring anime the rest of it the second half yeah basically. well yeah but that but the re-airing from episode one in april oh well on live tv yeah oh they're re-airing it i i think i think just that episode but we'll see but yeah it's not i, I mean it's already available on things so they're not going to just like, i know well we'll see we'll we'll, we'll 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 keep an eye out for it they change it'll be mind. one we don't have to worry about for seven weeks basically if that's the case yeah and uh one i'm watching near automata it's got delayed last week 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we we don't know if it's coming back tomorrow or or they're Trip gonna be released. Really yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't hear anything about Aaron in April, so I think it's gonna be a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that was still upsetting because I still that that is one of my top shows for the season. Mm-hmm. Like, damn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I can't wait to talk about that when we get to it. Alrighty, uh, not a lot for anime adaptation announcements, but we do have some release dates for some. Like Tony Kawa season two is coming out in April twenty-three. Woo! I know. Uh and we got two for summer uh with My Happy Marriage. I'm looking forward to that. Yep, and Duke of Death is made is official for the summer catalog. Woo! Yep, and that, that probably will be the last season for that. Yeah, they said it was gonna be Okay. They yeah, because the manga's done, so they're gonna do that. Yeah, they're gonna try and push it all. Hopefully it's not brushed for anybody that's seen the manga. Oh, uh, depends on the episodes we get, but mm-hmm. or they'll find a way to make it seem like it's not rushed. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then Magical Girl Raisin Project is getting the uh anime adaptation, no release date yet. Mm. Uh the manga given is going to end next month. Sad for you, Matt. Yeah, sad for me. But so hopefully they'll finish with animating it. I will watch it. I have committed to watching it at some point in my life. Yeah. Uh, you owe me a few shows because I'm watching like two to three shows because of you. <laughs> Motherfucker, I'm watching 23 different I, shows. I, right I, now. I'm, not, I'm not talking about for which I'm talking about for later. I'm gonna save them mm. for some time of the year. I'm gonna make I'm gonna pick one for you. Either if I have, two if I have a light season. I'm not I know damn sure I'm not I'm capping myself at twenty. That's what that's gonna be my limit. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm still doing it because you owe me for high card tomos. <laughs> those are I mean, come on, dude. You had a lighter season than I did. Uh, yeah. Is it going to be the rule? Whoever has a lighter season has to pick up a show that the other one's watching? If you give me two to three to add on, then I'm going to make you <laughs> All right, moving on. The Kingdoms of Ruin is going to TV anime for 23. There's no season for that yet. Uh, Heavenly Delusion is going to be a Disney exclusive in April 23. Means it'll be on Hulu. Yeah, that means it'll be on Hulu. Uh, I know uh, Demon Slayer, they had a little uh, press conference frame, like a little promo to hype it up. We're getting a one-hour yeah. special for the first episode. Yeah. Uh, they announced um, oh, uh, you know, voice so- actors, and they added, and they revealed the OP. Mm. for It's a collab from the band Man with a Mission that mm. did the Vinland Saga OP for the first season, mm. and singer for uh, Millet, who also did... Uh, uh, Vinland Saga ending the second ending. Mm. So they will be doing the OP together for Demon Slayer season three. Nice. I have um I read something today that uh so Slime is ending its which by the way is still in uh, American movie theaters. Slime is ending its Jap- Japanese theatrical release and they said on the, the final day of it, which is like Sunday, I think the 17th of February, um or something along those lines. I think it's February 17th. What regardless, whatever day that is, they're going to uh have a special announcement regarding this regarding the show, which is basically gonna be when season three is gonna air. Right. So that'll be uh that'll be good. Hoping for uh probably summer or fall, I'm thinking. Probably uh again, it's the season's gonna be heavy this year is just gonna be heavy. This year in general. Madness, I, I know. Yeah, because again, we got jujitsu in uh summer. We got Mushoku Tensei this year, Return mm. of Spy Family. We got the Demon Slayer, mm. Attack on Titan for people. Yep. This is gonna be this is gonna be a hard annual. <laughs> God damn it! And Bleach, and Bleach coming back. Yes, summer. Yeah, summer. Fuck. Ooh, Jujutsu, Jujutsu and Bleach. <laughs> oh boy. 
I think oh, Bleach man. is purposely doing that. They're gonna like what's coming out? What's what's really hot? Chainsaw Man, Bleach. <laughs> Chainsaw Man. Yeah. Although we heard about the Chainsaw Man uh, thing, right? How it's doing poorly on video sales. Yeah, like sixteen hundred. While Boat to the Rock did almost seventeen thousand. Madness <laughs> for the first week, and they're one of the highest selling. No one would have ever thought how popular Boat to the Rock got. Like no. that, that resonated so much with people. It's shocking. Yeah, so yeah, it, it had a bigger impact on people Clearly. than but no, that's good. That's that means we get a season two. Fuck yeah. So I'm I'm very excited for that one. Let's get to some reviews. Yep, go ahead, man. Oh fuck, it's my turn. <laughs> you got less than me, motherfucker. Uh... I don't even know what the fuck I'm watching, honestly. Uh... Everything is like blended into life. Good thing I have the uh we have the uh the thing that I updated, right? Yeah. Go ahead and open up Google Drive or Google Docs, rather. Yeah, do that, do that. All right, uh, Bo- I'll start with Bofuri. Uh Basically, uh, we got more uh, screen time with uh, Maple and Sally. Uh, they are completing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're completing like the the extra DLC, the events. Uh, they are on the sixth floor now. They're trying to go up while the other guilds are a little bit ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of them cleared it a little bit earlier than them. But these are uh, basically the the mods or whatever. They're trying to make it as hard as possible for Maple and Sally, because Maple's too OP for defense, while Sally with her attack. And mm. I don't. I think the season they are going to lead to that big that little fight with Maple and Sally, because Sally is considered undefeated in this MMO mm. RPG world. Mm-hmm. While again, Maple's just the defensive type. So, and they're best friends in real life too. It's not it's not isekai, it's an MMO for people that, that don't know or there's mm-hmm. two in it now. Mm-hmm. So these mods had they created this final boss that like and it was giving them a run for their money for quite a bit too. But of course, eventually Maple and Sally they defeated it. Uh the DLC is clear for now. Everyone's happy. Woo! Roll cards for that one. Boom. Woo! All right, moving on. Uh Pokemon. Pokemon Masters. Gotta catch them all. Pokemon. Yep, I get it. Again, the final season for Ash. Uh, he reunited with Misty. So you get the spinoff with Ash's kid. Probably. Him and Misty finally fucked and had a baby. I don't think it's Misty. You don't think it's Misty? Oh, well, someone already made a move on Ash in one of the, the seasons. Uh, Serena, his, the childhood friend, actually. Oh, of course. One, yeah, she's the one that gave uh, Ash a kiss uh, before they left. Before Ash is still, what, 10? I think 12. He's 12? I that always bothered me about Pokemon, bro. You have 25 years of a fucking series and the motherfucker... Well, well, that's well, also One Piece, I think. He's how old? I said, well, One Piece and Naruto, shit ton of episodes so many years. Um, No, he turns uh, 16 and 17. I don't know about One Piece, but for Naruto, when we start, he's like, I think, 12. 11. He's 12. Oh, he's 12. Yeah, he's 12. Oh, yeah, the, se- the series shipping in ends when he's uh, 17. And it becomes the hoe. The Kage. Yeah, and then becomes the Hokage. Um, but he doesn't yeah. become he doesn't become Hokage until he's uh I think twenty something. Because Kakashi after after uh Shippuden's over, Kakashi becomes the um the Hokage. And when they go to Naruto, the final movie, he's about nineteen or twenty. I think he's about okay. nineteen. He's nineteen or so. Yeah, I I, I didn't watch the Naruto movies. So you have to watch Naruto the last because that's a where Hinata fucking. That's where him and Inada get together. So that's actually canon esque because that's officially when they cement their relationship. Right, um, right. So uh, okay, and yeah, as Chris said, one piece out of one time skip. Okay, that's true. Okay, yeah. All right, so go I mean, they got to be skipping time with the fucking girls getting titties when they're flat. 
Yeah, you got a point there. But it's happening uh, overnight. I don't know how puberty but, works with women, but that don't happen uh, overnight, buddy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what you call it? Uh, first, Ash reunited with Misty, uh, and there there was a wild clauncher. As I was a though, uh, basically Misty wanted to catch it, but so as Ash wants to catch it. Also, what I like about these is uh, Ash is like having a rotation of his Pokemon team, so you'll mm-hmm. see like a different team each episode. Oh, nice! So he, like, must, he stops four. in the little Pokemon, um, the, the Pokemon. Uh, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's got his that. Pokemon balls. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He's in Palatown, so he goes. He just goes to Professor Oaks while he's fucking his mom. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> Also, well, Mr. Mime's doing that now. You know, is he like, a, is, so then is he considered a bad dad? Because he's got like uh, over 150 children, you could think, right? And he doesn't pay attention to all of them at the same time. Is he the Nick Cannon of anime? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Is he the NBA young boy of anime? Probably, I believe it. You know NBA young boy, right? Which Have you one? heard of him? No. NBA young boy is his young rapper. He's 22. He's got 11 kids. Bro, wait, that motherfucker wait, does wait, not but know how the can, of what, what has he been fucking since he was 11? Bro, he does not know the meaning of pull out at all. Like, all his kids are all, like, relatively young, too. Like, I think his yeah. oldest kid is probably, like, five or six. So, since Madness. The fuck's a condom? The fuck is pulling out? Yeah, exactly. So, Misty and Ash have a little uh, mini-friendly battle. The winner will get the clown trip. Uh, Misty actually won because, you know, Ash used a fucking corefish. Well, I forgot what uh, Misty is. She's, like, a high-level... Like that why it's fully evolved while Ash is a fucking basic. That's his fault. And no and no respect for Psyduck. Psyduck was happy to see Pikachu. Like he's about to go for a hug. Pikachu was running towards him, just jumps over him to hug Misty. Nobody likes Psyduck. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Like, only, the, only the Riri kids like fucking Psyduck. Oh, stop it. <laughs> and then in the latest episode, I didn't see today's yet, so I'm not really caught. But uh, they they get reunited with Brock, and of course Brock is still single. He was trying to sleep with this girl, the girl he's been seeing, and he just went, "Oh yeah, you, I can't wait till you meet my boyfriend." Oh my god, friends on. Yeah, then um, yeah, ba- Brock was like manipulated by some Pokemon. Uh, Katerne, I think that was her name. Mm. Like gives like giving illusions all that shit. Brock is saved, and now Ash, Misty, Brock are all reunited together, hanging out for a little bit. That ends. All right, we move on. Moving on. All right, Blue Lock. Your favorite. Yeah, I like this one. Okay, very good game. We picked up where we left off with uh, Isagi and Nagi against Bachira and uh, Isagi's former teammate, Asahi. Okay. Not that Asahi. I was going to say. Not not the left one. Not the left last one, yeah, but no. Uh, basically, they're actually going goal, 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 like back and forth. I got to the point where it was four. It's four of the four now, and Isaki's finally figuring out his groove, his formula of what he needs to do. And uh, of course, uh, Bonchira, like he almost won the game with that big stiff kick, like thirty meters or so. But nope. I'm glad you said kick after you said big and stiff. Big and stiff kick. Yes. You didn't catch that. I did though. Uh, I was like, ah, oh, goddamn it. But uh, of course we get a catchiness. Hi, what you done, this guy? But of course we get a flashback. Yeah, uh, of course we get a flashback of Asahi's uh, how he is at home. Basically, the pe- both parents are dead, so it's just him, the older sister, taking care of the siblings. And he talks about how he wants to win soccer, be the best soccer players to help provide for the family. And of course, when you have a flashback like that, it doesn't happen. You're gonna lose, and uh, of course. But of course. Yeah, they they, they but of course, but they lost. And so 
Nagi talks to Isagi. He's like, yeah, we're going to yeah, take Baru. And the other guy, Asahi, bye-bye. Sayonara! So, yeah, so, Sayonara. so, so Isagi gets rid of his uh, former teammate. And Asahi tells him, like, you better not lose from here on out because of this. That's fair. I was like, yeah, we're in, like, yeah, I wouldn't dream of it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so because Asahi's eliminated, uh, Isagi... Baru and uh, Nagi is now a team of three again, so they're going to do three on threes to get other players. And in the latest episode, uh, they meet uh, Kurigami and Chigiri, their other former teammates. Mm. So they have a third member, which is uh, the person that was of Nagi. Mm. The guy, when Nagi's like, hey, fuck off, I'm going to go with him. So bye. Rayo, yeah. So yeah, so Rayo still holds a grudge. So now they all want to uh, play each other. So three on three for that game. Mm-hmm. So basically, Isaki could either take could only take one of his either take one of his former teammates or Rayo to keep Nagi happy. So all that is going on. Uh, Chigiri Singh scored the first goal, so that was the cliffhanger for that. Mm. Moving on, but yeah, nice game for the other one. Uh, for the depends on how this goes, this might go really well. Looking forward to it. Uh, again, for, uh, all former teammates just going up against each other. Mm. It's funny how I'm listening to you talk about anime, but I've got boxing on my TV, so I'm like, I'm like looking at boxing, actively listening to you talk about fucking Blue Lock. Yeah. All right. Uh, Near Automata. Oh my god, Your real favorite. Okay, it's so good. I I love the game, so I really cannot complain. So they did a lot, and they did a callback to a Near Replicant with a uh, kind sword, and uh, there was a certain scene. So that was a nice callback to that that led into Near Automata. Sure. So I was happy with that. And uh, basically, I know Sean, I'm sorry, Starman, he talked about this one part about the robot orgies. Robot orgy? Well, you yeah. Play with my robot orgies? Robot fucking? No, like, uh, it was just like those little tin can looking ones that like like mimicking how humans act. Like one of them was just fucking over there. One was like cuddling a baby. You know, there's, there's no baby in it. They're all like, Acting like how humans behave, but like in this glitching type of loop. Because that's not weird, whatever. It, it was. It was pretty weird. So, Jeez, pretty weird. It was pretty weird. But uh, up top, there's like a ball, like discarded, like crumbled. We don't know what it's called though, but it's like they're act- it's acting like it's a womb, and something shoots Robot out. Of it. Yes. <laughs> Something. <laughs> Something shot out of it. <laughs> oh, good God! Okay. Yeah, and uh, and it's not. It's a mechanical being, but it's like an android, like two B and nine S. And you find out, yeah, it's, it's Adam and Eve, basically. And so, uh, basically, two B and nine S, they uh, fucking stab that one, and boom, gets shot down. And um, what you call it? One. Then another being popped out of that one. <laughs> Again, from Adam, they make it from uh, Adam's rib. You make Eve. So mm-hmm. that happened like that. So they're, they're doing it just like that, like how it was in the game. Mm-hmm. And then we got that cliffhanger of I got Adam and Eve there, got to fight 2B and 9S. And of course, that's the cliffhanger that gets fucking delayed. <laughs> A good point then, I guess, right? It's like, God damn it. Like, all right, fine, fine. God I'll damn t- it. Yeah, I'll tell you. God damn it. All right, I'm going to talk about the one I did finish on the Netflix series. Junji Ito's Maniac. Which, Japanese, by the way, it's on your shirt. Of the macabre. Yeah. Who got you that shirt, buddy? You did for Christmas. Yeah. Over a month late. Shout out to Crunchyroll for being the worst yeah. 
distributors ever. Sean, our editor, don't ever order from Crunchyroll. You will not get your shit. Literally, they put they sent me an email on, on January the 27th, said your package has been shipped. Uh, estimated time of delivery is 2-2, right? I look, it's still in their fucking warehouse in California. Label created, not given to fucking to FedEx. Awful. Mm. Simply awful. It's not through lack of effort, Sean. We do want to give you a fucking yeah. business gift for, for being the uh, wonderful editor that you are and putting up with our fucking hours and hours and hours of content and yep. occasional bullshit. And exactly. me saying the word cunt a couple times. Yeah, or it's anything that pisses him off. But yeah, thank you as always. But uh, yeah, uh, Maniac is basically there's 20 short stories being animated. And yeah, the, the style of it is there, but the animation for it at the same time, it was eh. And okay, I liked reading them, mm-hmm. but just watching them was just not the same. Mm, it's one of those where the manga's great, but the fucking anime's great. Yeah, like it didn't need it. It didn't need to be animated. Like it's hard to capture. I have not seen a good Junji Ito adaptation in anything, whether it's a an anime, a game. I know that I know the Uzumaki one keeps getting delayed. It's now delayed indefinitely. One else supposed to be on Adult Swim, that big one that got hyped up for a couple of years. So yeah, so it's it's not capturing the true horror. Of how he does it, and it's just basically awful people drawn weird. That's really it when you get when you get down to it. Even the children, even the children, actually. Uh, some stories, uh, some stories are pretty good, but there was one with the floating heads that had like nooses like as like their necks, so they so they just grab random people, just hang them. Fucking hell. Oh, fuck! I know, crazy. Uh, one of the racist. If they were blackface, would that be? Yes. We need more Tokyo fans. Is that like Sharknado? Except sure, <laughs> <laughs> sure. But uh, yeah, that one. Uh, there was one where these kids turned into ice cream, and the other kid got turned into a glut and started eating, started eating his friends. When that, while well, he eventually turned into ice cream. Again, they're very fucking weird. Uh, a little what disappointed. Your mind is like a horror artist. Like, what kind of fucking sick and twisted shit? Happy thoughts, apparently, because again, Juji Ito's happy as fuck in his pictures, while Miyazaki is miserable. Oh my god. <laughs> He's a happy-go-lucky fella. Um, I gave it a 3 out of 5. Nothing great. Again, some stuff was gar- like It was just missing something. Is that a solid 3, or is that like a low 3? Like a, a, a weak 3. A weak 3. Mm. Yeah, It could have been better, could have been so much more, but just didn't pull the trigger. All right, one more for me, Vinland Saga. Again, this is great. I know people have been complaining, like, oh, where's the violence? Where's the death? People forget, like, the Vinland Season 1 was was a prologue, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Season 2 is the main story. Mm. Like, it's just getting started. Mm-hmm. And it's a scene-in, so basically you, get, you rely more on... Semen? What? Seenin, seenin anime. I know. I'm seenin. It's the seenin anime. It's the first seenin anime. Jizz everywhere. Mr. Ed. Aubrey Edwards. Oh, oh my God. Oh. Wilbur. No, oh stop. But no. Uh, yeah. This the the slave saga is primarily focused on character development. It's the it's the growth of Torfin in this thing because again he went from. Just hell bent on revenge to just losing everything his home, his dad, the person he wanted to get revenge on. 
that he even didn't even get to do it mm-hmm. and just they just been a slave for years is and it's just again he has this dead look in his eyes he lost the will to live but anyway mm-hmm. um the slaver his uh, son he he was throwing a hissy fit because the dad told him off that he's a spoiled child basically right so so he was like drinking all this and the bandits that work with him says hey why don't you just kill someone like if you really want to be a man just kill someone because uh, that solves everything right yeah yeah, yeah. All your problems. yeah what your balls haven't dropped stab somebody in the neck yeah so basically these band so they're basically these little group of thugs they have a uh, torfin and, and einer like hey come with us like if, if we kill if we kill a slave they'll if, they won't care that type of thing and of course the uh, of course the son yeah, he, true what what's sad is that true yeah Pretty much. So the son picks up the sword, and he's a uh, he's a chicken shit. He chickens out. BB and, and uh, Einer, he's he actually tackles him, starts beating the crap out of him, and then Torfin was uh, which he was like talking over them, saying like if so if if I just let him kill me, he can go back to work, right? And they're like yeah, like what do you mean? Like what are you trying to do here? Sure, that works. So like you know, they're fine. Let him let him kill me, basically, and. uh yeah, Omar, that's the something, Omar. Uh, he picks up the sword, tries to aim it at Torfin, and yeah, he just won't do it. So the bandit that convinced him to do this whole fucking thing, he grabs it, mm-hmm. and he says, everyone fears death. I'm going to show you while I start to, like, kill, like, he's, like, telling, Tor- telling Torfin he was scared. He's like, no, like, why, like, why do we have to be, fe- why, do we- why do we have to be afraid of death? Like, why... Why do people? He said like he has not one good thing happen to him in his entire life. Yeah, see, as you point that out. Oh my god, I just noticed that. I'm like, sorry, guys. I'm not yeah. sorry. sorry for interrupting you, Matt. I just noticed yeah. that. I was like, but, but yeah, basically, he's like, I had not one good thing has happened to me. So why do I care about not wanting to die? So that's why he's like, so like, he's not afraid. While this guy's just slashing him in the chest, arms, he cuts off a bit of his ear. Hmm. All this shit, and then while he was trying to go for the throat to Torfin's throat, of uh, the actual leader, Snake, he sees them going on, and they all freak out. They stop. They oh shit, sorry, and all this. They're like, whose idea was this? And he's like, uh, I did it. And he, Snake just punched that guy in the face. He's out. He's out cold. And then uh, he talks to Torfin. Mama said, "Knock you out." Pretty much, Mama said, "Knock Mama you out." Knock you out. Uh, and then I'm I'm going to the latest episode, and um, he ta- he talks to Torfin and he asks if he's okay, and he apologizes for his men for being jackasses basically. Mm-hmm. But and then you see he have a hand where his sword is, and he quickly draws it out, and Torfin got, hang out. Yeah, and Torfin got a little flashback of Askelad, the guy that killed his father. Right. So his reflexes just acted. He just threw a kick to like block his arm. From, ah, from bitch. Sword. And they all freaked out, like, what the fuck? He's like, those reflexes and all this. And then Snake told, told Torfin, like, see, your body says it wants to live. You said you want to die, but your body says different. Your mind's telling you no. Yes. But your body, your body is telling you yes. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if it was, I don't know if we we're doing a corny slash Brian thing where you do the sing at the moon and the June and the spring. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. If we can incorporate it, why not, right? We could. We could. Uh, so yeah, basically, uh, Torfin gets his uh wounds checked out. Uh, the guy tells him, "Hey, don't don't work today. Take the day off." Of course, he fucking ignores that. And uh, yeah, he's stubborn. 
So Einar, so Einar talks to Torfin while they're doing uh, chopping wood. He says, hey, uh, were you in war? Like with how his reflexes were and all that. It's like, were you in war? And he's like, and he said, no, yeah. Beating bitches. Yeah. And he admitted to that. And he talked about how he killed a lot of people. And then I, Einar asked him how many. And he said he lost count because it was hundreds of people, basically. And, of course, Einar gets a little PTSD with that because, again, uh, soldiers killed his family in the first episode. So Torfin season one? No, season two. Oh. Yeah. So this is like very recent. Oh. So uh Torfin asked him, like, so do you hate me? Because like I know you hate soldiers, like, so do you hate me then? He's like, eh, but we got no answer. And then it was nighttime, and then uh, of course uh Torfin has his night nightmare screams, and Einar was awake. And this is different. In the manga, he thought about doing this, but he chose not to. It was, but in the anime, he's on top of Torfin, fucking strangling him to death. Like he was like trying to kill him while Torfin is screaming in his sleep. But eventually, Einar just stops himself, mm. and then uh, of course Torfin wakes up. He's like freaking out, not about the choking, just again his little PTSD nightmares of everything he's done. Right. And he taught. He was like telling Einar, like, "Why do you keep waking me up?" It's like more like a concern type of waking up, like, "Hey, like it's a dream type of thing." And then he says, you said you had no reason to smile and you had no reason to live. And he said, bullshit, because someone kept you alive. Someone saved you. You're here now. Like He was, like, he was, he was trying to be a friend to him. And then he's like, it's, you know what? I don't like what you did, but it's not like you killed my family. But still, like. Until plot twist, he did. No, he didn't. Because <laughs> he was a slaver when I knew his family got killed. And then in the last scene, we see King Canute. Which is a uh, Torfin's friend, the first one that that basically ruined Torfin's uh, revenge. Mm. And he still he has a scar on his face from when Torfin cut his face before being arrested. Mm. That's there. That was where that episode ended. So good. I, again, people, if you want this action, just watch a fucking again. If if you just let it ride out, and again, this did not drag at all. It was like a twenty-five minute episode. It felt like ten minutes. Like, right. it's not boring. It doesn't drag. It goes by quick. You just, like, learn about him as a human being. It's the type of thing that Torfin's dad went through. Thor's, he just didn't want to kill anyone anymore. He was that type of thing, but he became, like, a better warrior. Right. I feel like that's going to be the thing for Torfin, his little come-of-age journey when he's, right. like, doing this with Einar. There is, again, there is action there, but, it's like, it's not... That was never the main focus right. that they think, and... I, you'll get it just if you stick through it and just join the journey of Torfin Einar, again, you'll get something. Is, and again, it's going to keep getting better and better. Manga, manga readers love it. Anime watchers, again, they hate it because boring. Like, no, some, yeah, some of the pacing, sure. You're fickle. That's what you should be saying. You're fickle. Yeah, basically fickle. It's Shout just one. Ryan Danielson. Fickle. Yes, fickle. Again, like we had, we had a slow burn with two year attorney. Look at where it is at now. <laughs> right. Which is going to be our main event, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we'll get to that later. And I believe that is it for me. Go ahead. Hopefully. All right. So mine will be a lot shorter since I'm so behind. Um, so we'll start with uh, one I'm behind on. I think I'm caught up to the other ones. Exorcist? I think I am. Yeah. Uh, let me go up real quick to see if I am caught up on the rest of these. At this point, everything blends together. I don't even fucking know anymore. Um. Yeah, I'm caught up on that one. Um. Yep, I'm caught up. All right, I'm caught up on those. Yeah. So I'll just start with the other one. So we'll start with Revenger, which is one of actually the really good series that I've been watching. There's so many good series. It's so tough. This is 
such a tough season. Um, we'll start with Revenger. Revenger. Um, I don't. I think I picked up on episode one. So episodes two through four. Is it two through four or is it two and three? Uh, at this I think, stage, and, I think you talk. I think you talk about the first two. Yeah, it's two. It's uh two and three. Yeah, it's two and three because four. No, it is. No, it's four. It's two through four because uh, uh, five came out already. Okay, so two okay. through four. We pick off with the description, basically, as I mentioned in our last episode, um, after he finds that his wife committed suicide, he's kind of like lost. So um, I got to get the characters names. Oh, God damn it. I hate this. I should have got this ready. I'm sorry, guys. Gomenasai, Gomenasai, Hontoni Gomenasai. Um, okay, here we go. So Usui. Usui brings uh Rizo into the uh into the into the fold basically he pays him and everything uh his clan like the rest of his team are against it but they're like hey dude's got nowhere to go and why not use his blade so we basically get um kind of more of like a backdrop in terms of like the overall story um again they're like kind of like a jack everyone's kind of like a jack of all trades um so we have like i gotta get their goddamn names it's so difficult trying to look at the thing okay so we have uh teppa teppa is an actual doctor and he goes and he tries his best to help out the poor you have soji who's a gambling addict and like a bum but like he's super cool he's like super good with like cards and killing people um neo is our um she's like likes she does like stuff with wires so she kills people with wires um and she's like kind of a girl like a little girl i guess um i don't know how old she is but she's fairly young kind of flat but um, basically, everybody kind of objects to it. Teppa's cautious, but doesn't really object. Soji and Neo are the one who objects. Um, but we basically see him kind of carry out um, acts for them. So, again, the principle of the show is the show's name is Revenger. The reason why it's Revenger is um, people will sell off like many of their like possessions to get a gold coin, a specific gold coin. When you bite into the coin, this is your like um, your uh what's the word not objection your your what's the word i'm looking for like your stance your um your your declaration it's your declaration that you have revenge against somebody and you basically give the coin to one of the one of the members of the group and they go out and they carry that revenge most people most times it's people that are corrupt things that in nature so in episode two we see him um we see a series where he um where there's this like i guess tax guy and he uh, basically is peddling opium because, again, this is set in old Japan. So opium is a huge thing. He's peddling opium and blaming it on others and having them like executed or thrown in jail because of it. Um, so they go after him and they get him. Uh, episode three, uh, there's a, a Japanese prostitute and she's going to die, I suppose, of cancer, I believe. But she bites into the coin because of the fact that there's this um, businessman who uh, basically gypped him. He runs like a marriage scam. And, like, he'll marry a woman, rob her of all her worth, and then just dump her and move on. Right. So they go after revenge on her. And it's just, it's awesome because you see so much death and blood. <laughs> it's really cool. Um, <laughs> death and blood always sells, guys. So death and blood sells. And, yeah, you just, a lot of that story is just, like, you know, you get the sad stories of, you know, and they're all relative to, um, you know, to the, that time period. And you just see how um, Rizo is just adapting and dealing with, the fact that he killed his father-in-law, which he still regrets. He killed, he drove his, his fiance to suicide and, you know, everyone's like, Oh my God, you're a samurai. And he's like, no, I'm a, um, I'm a, uh, what's the word? Uh, Ronin. I'm a Ronin. Um, now, but he tries to do his best to like, kind of, you know, adapt. Uh, as I said, he even like tries to get a job, but it, 
it's kind of weird for him. He hasn't had an actual job other than killing people. So um, there's that. But I, again, I'm not doing the, the, the story justice because of the fact that I'm not going on an episodic like breakdown of things. But it's a really good series to watch in general, just if you like blood, gore. Um, oh, and another thing I should mention is that, as we mentioned, Usui uh, has a giant tattoo of the Virgin Mary on his back. And he prays to the Virgin Mary in order to kill his people. He basically puts a gold sheet on their face, prays to the Virgin Mary, reveals his tattoo, and it basically like crushes their windpipe and suffocates them to death. So um, he works for this monastery. Like they all work for this, like, I guess like a church or a monastery. And they are the ones that, you know, kind of direct him and the group. Um, but even then they have reservations about Rizo. Um, and they're a lot, probably, they're probably a lot more evil than meets the eye. Like there's definitely some shady shit going on. Um, you right. could, probably going to lead to a head sometime later in the season um, where they're going to have to face the people of the monastery and that's going to open up another can of worms. Um, So that'll be interesting. But um, yeah, dude, super solid, lots of blood, lots of gore, lots of cool shit. And just the, the the backdrop of, of a man dealing with his past transgressions and trying to atone from them in this new life of continuing to be a murderer. Um, It's actually quite intriguing from that standpoint. Moving on. uh, Monono Gatari. Oh, this is another good one. Um, so again, as I had mentioned in the previous episode, Monono Gatari is basically uh, the story of uh, uh, Su- Sukumogami. And Sukumogamis are basically like evil spirits. Um, and they basically possess items that they're attracted to. So you'll see like one of the characters um, is is uh, is to a like a sewing type of needle or like a hairpin. Sorry, it's like a hairpin. So one is attracted to a hairpin, one is a mirror, um, one is a sword, and we find out, and I'll reveal that momentarily about what what those mean. But basically, the story kind of focuses on our main character, uh, Hyoma, and Hyoma is continuing to kind of deal with the after effects of him talking shit. Basically, he talks shit about the Sukumgami, made the um, the master of the of the Sukumgami who was staying with. Her name is Boltan, um, and keep in mind they're both college age students. Um, Rizo is twenty is 20 i think yeah no not rizo what am i saying uh he almost 20 and botan's 19 so they're college students botan goes to college and everything um and basically they made her cry and the, all the sukum uh the sukum gomi got pissed off and basically he's like all right listen he's like if i don't get your guys's approval after three days i'm out i'll deal with the disgrace you know it is what it is so the episodes focus on how he bonds with each of the of the sukum gomi that he's staying with the good ones and basically he kind of wins them over and as he's winning them over he has he learns to adapt and kind of call his hate for the sukumgomi everything comes into head though when he uh, in the second to last episode that i watched um episode three i believe yeah episode three so in episode three everything comes ahead he's got a, a one last sukumgomi to go her name is you and you hates her because you is almost infatuated with botan not in like a sexual way but just you know how much she adores her and so right. they get caught up in a battle between some evil Sukumgomi and um, you traps uh, Ky- uh, Kyoma in a fight um, that they were having. And Kyoma, basically, you wants to fight her like you're going to have to beat the signature out of me. And Kyoma's like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to fight you. Not at this stage. Da, 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 da. And he traps her in the hairpin. Um, and the hairpin, her ability basically wraps up the person so you can easily seal them because they do seals as their um, as their like final technique or whatever. So they end up the rest of the Sukumgomi fight the evil Sukumgomi. And it's basically like a uh I guess a 
a gang of evil Sukumgami. But when Hyoma hears that these Sukumgami have killed other humans, he reacts in a violent way because, of, as we mentioned, his uh, little his older brother and sister were killed by was killed by an evil Sukumgami. And we see one of the other characters who kind of stays in the background. Her name is not listed on the list. That's wonderful. And there's two guys. There's like the there's like a doctor esque type of girl. And there's like this big burly dude and he's like quiet. He just nods his head or says mm-hmm, things like that when he approves or denies whatever. So they go see the battle and they see Hyoma. Hyoma breaks out of the hairpin, which is something that nobody really ever does. He breaks out and he has these special like, I guess, like seals uh, that he can put on his hands that erases the, the Sukumgomi. Like it's one thing he has the ability to seal them, but he has the ability to erase them completely off of the face of the earth. Right. The difference with the seal is basically you seal them and you bring them, I guess you bring them somewhere and you release them back into like the spirit world so they can live comfortably in the spirit world. But if you erase them, then they just, they're erased from existence. And one by one, he erases like three or four gang members very cruelly. But um, the doctor Sukumgomi, who's part of the good side, basically is like, you know, I think he'll be the one. And they mentioned that um, they basically said the man who had everything taken from him and the woman that was saved by them, them being Sukumgomi, pronouns, pal. Um, they are a perfect match in heaven. And that leads to episode four, where they're like, hey, we need to talk to you and we need to reveal our ulterior motive. So your grandfather, you ba- they basically tell Kyoma, your grandfather asked us to take care of you. We said, sure. Um, but there's another reason why we took them on. And we are basically looking at you to be the prospective husband of Bolton. And Bolton becomes extremely embarrassed and they have a habit of basically any guy that she closely interacts with, they basically begin to judge and most times end up driving them away from Bolton. So Bolton's extremely embarrassed. Uh, Hyoma plays it off like nothing. He's like, oh, that doesn't bother me. And he's like, I'm going to go take a run. I'll be back. And he goes outside and he's like, what the fuck is going on? And so the next day, him and Bolton have a talk and, you know, Bolton's like, hey, I don't want you to worry about what they're saying. You know, just be you. And he's like, yeah, I'm not worried about it. He's like, I don't care about any of that. I'm not looking at you in in any way, shape or form. And uh, a couple of the Sukumgomi, specifically, their names are um, Kagami and uh, uh, Suzuri. And they get pissed off like, yo, that's not what you're supposed to do. You just offended her. Like, she's not like a woman for you. You're not looking at her as a woman. Like, you don't think she's good. Da, 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 da. You better fix it. So he's like, fuck. All right. So he goes over to try and fix it. And the leader of the gang basically goes and his power is like dust. And he, oh, I forgot to break that down. Um, going backwards, when they asked, tell him that you know, the marriage proposal, we find out that each of them, the sword, the hairpin, the, the mirror, um and a couple the a couple other ones basically they all manifested themselves in wedding gifts which you would give to wedding so their ultimate goal of happiness is to see their master happy and get married hence the whole thing with the marriage which i thought was pretty unique but anyway going back to the fight basically bolton is kind of trapped this big burly dude that has the ability to just fucking spread ash and choke her to death and then hyoma trying to freaking apologize ends up rescuing her and then a couple of you and the other fellow who's the sword nagi they basically go and they attack the uh the evil sukumgomi they seal him everything's all good and then he and bolton basically have like a moment between them hyoma and bolton have a moment between them where he's like listen I don't want you to think like I'm, I don't look at you or see you as a woman. You're a very, you know, capable woman. Da, 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 da. And he's like fumbling his words, fucking up because he's nervous, things like that. And she just starts laughing because, again, she's just such a kind hearted woman. Um, and she sees like the positivity and the potential in Hyoma. And I thought that was really sweet. 
uh, from that standpoint. So, um, again, uh, demons fighting and a love story with college age people. So, and there's not really fan service at all. So, sounds like a winner to me. Moving on. Moving on. What we got left? Moving on. Uh, we'll go with Reborn to Master the Blade. I, I, you know, it's funny. I've been asking people, like, hey, what would you do if you wanted to be reincarnated? And you, they said, okay, but you were turned into the opposite sex. How would you feel? How would you feel, Matt, if you were if reincarnated into a, a cis woman? Oh, is that why you asked that question in the group chat? Yes, from this show. How old am I? From birth. Oh. From birth, and now at the latest episode, she's 15 years old. So the first, uh, the first, so the first episode is birth, and she's a baby. Second episode, she's six. Third episode, she's 12. Fourth episode, she's now 15. And I think she's going to stay around 15 at the end of the series. At first, I touch myself, and then I also freak out. Well, you're a baby. If I'm a baby, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fucking know. I'm just gonna cry. Yeah, you're a baby. And then yeah, it's funny you, see, you see our main character, Inglis, is like, "Wow, I'm growing into a pretty woman." And then you know, he's like, "I understand why people think I'm pretty." But then he's like, creeped out by guys, and she's like, "I don't want to deal with guys at all." Da 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 da. I'd feel weird with her weird smile on the. Oh, you Should watch we... it, nice Chris. Yeah, 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 yeah. He watches a little more than I do. Okay, that makes sense. Cool. Yeah. Eh. Yeah, it's a little weird, but she's so badass, dude. So basically, um, starting from episode two, um, episode two, she's six. And again, the whole purpose of this reborn to master the blade, she was she asked to be reborn so she can master the blade. And she becomes OP as fuck because this world is dominated by magic. However, she has a power that this world doesn't know about called ether. It's so powerful. When you become 12, you basically end up like they call it a baptism and you're basically given a seal and like you have like your regular seal, your greater seal and like an ultimate seal. And if you have a greater ultimate, you're like you're more privileged, whatever. She when she puts her hand in like a jar to get her seal, she uses ether to rebound the mana because they use mana since it's magic Um, rebound the mana. So she gets no seal purposely. So she doesn't have to. Um, she doesn't have to be a protector. She doesn't have to be a, like a, uh, a queen or something like that. And at first her father's like upset, you know, like, oh, how can my precious daughter who's so gifted not have any magic? That makes no sense. But she's like, it's okay. I'm going to be a squire for her best friend, her best friend's name. I'm forgetting the second. Give me one moment. Uh, what did I say? Reborn, 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 reborn. Nope. That's re, uh, reborn. Here it is. Reborn. Uh, her best friend's name is, uh, Rafinha. Um, what do they call her? Raf, Raf, Rafi. I think Rafi is what they call her. Rafi. Yeah, I think they call her Rafi. Um. Anyway, so um, things progress. Basically, she faces an evil guy, um, like an evil like squire type of guy, and beats his ass at six years old. The guy's like twelve at the time. Beats his ass at, at twelve. The next episode comes, and she's now twelve. And the guy turned himself into a Highlander. And so basically the world breakdown is they live on the surface world. And there's a world that floats around this world. And they're the Highlanders. And they're basically like these supreme beings of the world. And they provide them like tech so they can protect themselves. And the Highlanders provide them with grains and food and other things that are only found on the surface world. Um, But we find out, starting with this guy, his name is Rawl that the Highlanders are all pieces of, or most of them are pieces of shit. They're very pieces of shit and they're awful. So with Rawl, basically there's a powder, like a drug that's created called, um, 
what the fuck it's like it's like monster powder basically i forget that there's a specific name for it but i'm forgetting it but it's called like monster powder they uh it's like oh so i'm fucking this up really badly but <laughs> it's okay you're i'm good. fucking you're this up really it. badly you're, you're, you're drinking it's no okay. it's just there's so much to explain without having a cohesive like story because i'm re- i'm recapping multiple episodes i've only had one drink this is i finished my first drink um no so in this world, there's magical beasts. They're called magic beasts, basically magic magicite beasts or something along those lines. And when you kill them, you can harvest the powder from them. If you give this powder to a Highlander, it basically robs them of their humanity and they become magic magicite beasts, like high level magicite beasts. And you have to kill them in order to defeat them. So somebody slipped that into Raw's drink, um, and we find out the people that slipped it in his drink are like this gorilla group called like the Bloodborne Wrath. And the Bloodborne Wrath basically want to kill all the Highlanders and steal their tech, and that way they can protect themselves and the the the, the uh, regular world that they're in, right? The right. Ground world. So, but they're again gorillas. They do horrible tech, horrible things to try and get there, etc. To get their their ends to their means. So in the end, they end up killing Rawl, um, or I should say, what's her face? Um, Inglis kills Rawl, but Inglis doesn't want anybody to know about her powder or her power. So she asked the um the woman who's there. Shut up, Papa. Um, is her name here, Papa? Uh, Lise? Is that her? Lise? Might be Lise. We'll call her Lise for now. Um, Lise. She asked Lise, who's like this powerful like holy knight, like say, hey, you killed it. You fucking kicked it a billion meters away. She that's how that's how powerful it is. She kicked a fucking beast like across the town, over a wall, into a forest outside of the town. With a single kick. Like, she's ridiculously OP. And again, she has the power of ether, and she's able to basically convert it. One of her her key techniques is she's able to convert her ether into mana, and she turns, like, Super Saiyan, kind of. It's kind of cool. Like, she has, like, the Super Saiyan glow and shit, and she's, like, when she's done, she looks like Ultra Instinct. It's pretty badass. Um, But anyway, she's like, hey, I don't want you to, like, let them know. Like, take the credit, da-da-da. And Lisa's like, all right, that's fine, but you owe me a favor one day. Okay, whatever. Move on. Next episode, she's now 15. Um, she enrolls her and, and Rafi uh, enroll in the magic school. And along the way, uh, they stop in a town because they, they eat like pigs. They are gluttons. Like, they, they eat like Goku. I kid you not. They eat like Goku. Oh, man. They eat like Goku. The freaking, the, the, the bulls are stacking, 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 and they're spending money. So they are, they're running low on money. So they, they're in this town, and they speak to the, uh, the mayor of the town. We find out the mayor of the town is a Highlander. But unlike Raul, who's a piece of shit, the mayor of the town is actually pretty good. Right. She asked them to do her a favor. Like, hey, I have these rogue knights, basically, and I need you to help me defeat them because they're causing havoc around town. Sure, no problem. We get paid. All good. They go, and they end up uh, facing the this rogue group, and there's like this powerful woman. We find out later um, she's part of the Bloodborne Knights. But um, the, I'm sorry, the, the Bloodborne Wrath. Sorry, the Bloodborne Wrath. She's part of the book. We find out later on. But in any case, uh, uh, Inglis fights her, easily defeats her, but she lets her escape when basically she takes uh, Rafi as a, uh, as a hostage. Um, but during the fight, she mentions, like, how can you protect the Highlanders, those bastards? You know what they're doing. And in the episode, they're in, there's a little bit of fan service. They're in a bath, and Rafi, like, is holding on to Inglis's tits um, because, like, oh, you have such big tits. They're so nice. Like, I'm so flat. And they're 15-year-old girls at this time, you know? So, you know, they're conscious of their bodies and stuff. Um, Inglis is embarrassed. She has sensitive tits, we find out. <laughs> so, um, anyway, she's like, she notices while they're in the bath, though. She's like, there's something sucking the mana out of the air um what is going on right and so 
Um, can't figure it out is what it is. Um, they end up fighting the people. She's like, how can you fight the Highlanders? They're so fucked up. And after the fight is over, the Highlanders like, hey, I need you to I need to talk to you about something. I need your opinion. She takes them down to like the basement of like the town like center. And there's a humongous, a humongous magical circle. And she explains to them that wherever a Highlander goes, they put this circle there. And eventually when and it basically drains the mana in order to fill the circle. When it drains the the the, the designated amount of mana, the ground lifts up and becomes part of the Highlander location from the surface world it becomes part of the highlanders like floating like floating land and basically they're like what happens to the uh to the to the humans that get lifted up with the town well they're like well we give them the option to leave if they choose to come up then we kill them or they become our slaves like wow what pieces of fucking shit shit. but this highlander is like i don't want that like what do you think i should do and she's like well you know it is what it is don't do anything rash they asked Rafi and, and English is like, well, you're the smart. Rafi tells English, like, you're the smart one. You're the best one. And they're like, yeah, but I'm your squire. You're the one with the greater seal because Rafi has a greater seal from her blessing. Um, so you have to make the decision. So they're like, oh, you know, it's fine. You know, like, we'll be here. We'll come back. Hire me as your as your holy knight and we'll protect you and we'll fight you. We'll fight against the Highlanders with you because she basically wants to turn against the Highlanders. And right. so she's cool with that. But someone slips her the the the, the magic powder. The, the the beast powder she loses right. her soul she becomes a magic beast they have to fight her and we see this woman come back the woman i told you as part of the bloodborne wrath and we end up seeing the leader of the bloodborne wrath and this guy right now is more powerful than inglis inglis doesn't it doesn't have the power it's not in her body whatever to defeat him right now so they have a little bit of a battle but their prioritization is to save uh the woman um what's her name fuck um uh Seika is her name. <laughs> I think it's Seika. Yeah, her name is Seika. So they want to save Seika, the Highlander, but they're like, "Fuck!" She's attacking everybody. But when she sees these orphan girls that have been close to her throughout the episode, you see there's bits of humanity in her, and she stops herself from killing them. And she's like, "Fuck! I'm going to kill myself." So she goes to kill herself, but Inglis and Rafi are like, "No, don't do that." So they're like, "Listen, I'm going to make." So uh, Inglis goes to the head of the Bloodborne Wrath and is like, "Hey, I'm going to make you a deal, right?" Um, I want you to distract her and we're going to find a way to stop her. And the Bloodborne Wrath is like, fine, but you're going to leave this town immediately after this is over. And she's like, well, what about the people? And they're like, don't worry, we're not going to harm the people. We only care about the the people. Fuck the people. We're not going to harm the people. We just care about the magic circle that's that's in there. Right. So she's like, all right, deal. So they basically join forces for this battle. They're able to distract Seika and they basically stop her. They freeze her. Right. Inglis freezes her. But she's still giant as fuck, and she still doesn't really have her humanity. So the leader of the Bloodborne Wrath is like, I'm going to do you a favor. And she, he basically uses his power, sucks all of the mana out of Seika. So she got no more mana, and she turns into this like tiny little beast, right? Frozen. She turns right. into this tiny little beast, and she's like, she's never going to be able to return back to a normal size. She's never going to return back to being human, but we saved her, right? That's what you wanted? You wanted her saved? Okay, good. Now leave the town. Okay, no problem. Leave they leave the town. They go back on their way to their magical school that they're enrolling to. And we see Seika is now a little tiny little beast. Like then it becomes basically their pet in a way. And she likes English's tits and is crawling all over English's tits. So there's that one. Moving on. Uh, hey, uh, I got three more. I got three more. Uh, we'll go with reincarnation of the strongest exorcist. Uh, another good one featuring another OP guy. Ridiculous. 
Um, let me get his name. One second. Chota Mate Kudasai. Gomenasai. Gomenasai. Mate, Mate, Mate. Reborn. Reincarnation. Here we go. Wagata. Okay. So we get Seika. His name is Seika. Go figure. There was Celine was the other woman. It was not Seika. It was Celine. Okay. The main of this. So Seika, um, again, goes into this magical school um, with his slave, um, Ifa, and they have to take the magical entrance exam, and they fucking do fantastic. But they have this other girl who's a commoner, and she's even more powerful than them. Her name is Amu. Amuyu. They call her Amu for short. Mm-hmm. Um, and Amu has all the ability of all the lights she's super powerful like all that shit and we come to find out more about her in the later episodes but basically the episode the, the second episode focuses on uh, i'm sorry the third episode because i skipped the second episode where they had the battle whatever i think i mentioned that one but in any case yeah i'm um, in episode three um basically they take the test everything is good they all pass and um seiko wants to get closer to amu because of the fact like oh she's powerful i need somebody like that on my team and basically, I mean, was like, no, I want nothing to do with her. And she's very antisocial, very like she doesn't like people. Like she's really bitchy. Right. And so um, as they progress, basically, um, Aoife, again, is, is, is powerful herself. And so the top two ranking, Aoife's two and Amu's one and Seika's three. And so the top two people have to basically take part in like a ceremony. And um, they're like, OK, well, um, Seiko asked the teacher, like, what if uh, Ifa doesn't want to go? They're like, well, we'll take the third person. So he basically commands Ifa, like, don't go, right? And everybody gets like, oh my god, what a, what an asshole! He's fucking like taking advantage of his slave, da 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 da. But it's not like that at all. Like, they're very, like, you know, they're very cool. And Ifa does love Seiko, but Seiko's too stupid to realize it because he doesn't understand women. He does, and on top of that, we find out later because he was taken advantage of by people he trusted in his past life when he was real. Right before he was reincarnated he doesn't have a trust of of people to that extent like he'll use people he'll be friendly with them but he doesn't truly trust them with all his heart right so um along the way as this is happening let me back up actually because i missed something as part of episode two the end of episode two sees him fight a fucking demon like a giant fucking demon and we see amu take on some lesser demons and where the teachers couldn't kill the lesser demons amu killed them with her bare hands um but she's inflicted with some sort of like sickness as a result so along the way they basically do this the ceremony and they try they're trying to talk they're trying to talk and amu's like oh like are you fucking ifa basically straight up ass like are you fucking ifa <laughs> and he's like no and he's like oh have you ever touched her boobs no we're just we're she's my slave but we're very cool i don't take advantage of her and you know she, um we see that they, they're talking some more and then uh, Nagatoro wants to bully him. So she goes, oh, she takes her spoon that she just ate. And keep in mind, she's got a cold. She takes the spoon, feeds Senpai. And yeah. the Senpai is going to eat. Anatoro busts in with juice. Juicy! Yeah, so juicy. <laughs> juicy. Juicy. And then they're, like, all embarrassed because they're, like, basically sharing foods and stuff. And, of course, Nagatoro freaks out again. And then Nagatoro kicks, kicks down her out again. And was like, hey, while you're here, I want to play video games. I've been getting yeah, better. Like, I'm a beat yeah. your ass. So basically, it was it, it then it turned into like a little bet. It's like if you win Senpai. No, you're forgetting because because Nagatoro got better at the game. She got better at the game and also distracted Senpai. She distracted Senpai in the first game, legitimately beat him in the second game, and she's like, "Well, let's play one more. We'll make a bet. If you beat me, I'll tell you one of my secrets." If I beat you, I don't remember what the fuck she was gonna do. No, the, no, the, there was there wasn't anything. 
Yeah. So she's like, don't you want to know one of my secrets? And then the one he picked. So he was... wins. And then he's like, he's like, oh, and Nagatoro, of course, like, oh, do you want to know what my boob size is? Like, do you want to see anything? Like, what? what is she's like? He's like. Yeah, because he technically went on a time limit. That's right. Yeah. And then we go, we get a flashback from the episode, from like the previous episode where they're like, when he was trying to find Nagatoro and they're like, what's her name? And what's her first name? He's like, uh, and so he thinks about that and he's like, I just want to know what your first name is. And then he she goes, huh? But she's like, well, if you really want to know. And she's like, he's like, wait, 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 wait. He's like, no. He's like, your name is special. And I want to ask you out properly what your name is. And of course, Nagatoro takes that as like something like more serious. And she starts getting embarrassed. Yeah, because his first name is serious there. Yes, of course. And so then freaking um, as she's about to say like, oh, well, my first name is. And then you see Anatoro come in. And it's like, oh, you dicks. Yeah, you fucking ruined it. But then that was cute. But then next episode, as Matt was alluding to, uh, the tables uh, turned. Senpai, senpai gets, is sick. Though. Senpai is sick. A little cold. So Senpai skips school, and uh, Nagatoro's looking all over for him. Can't find him. Can't find him. I'm like, where the fuck are you, Senpai? And um, yeah, yeah, he texts back. He texts and now, back. Uh, like, also, and she, and Nagatoro doesn't notice yet, but now the mother's out of town because she has a business meeting. She has a business meeting, so she's out for the day. And so basically, um, she Nagatoro shows up, and basically, uh, Senpai fell asleep. Senpai was relatively fine. He had a cough. And then he fell asleep. And of course, when you sleep, when you're getting sick, it gets worse when you wake up. So he well, started... so he, oh, they said sleep on the sofa. He he wasn't in bed. He wasn't even in bed. He was sleeping on the sofa. He wakes up. He feels like shit. Nagatoro wakes him up by ringing the doorbell and then creepily fucking going into the back. Yeah, 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 looking for the window. Senpai. Pretty much. Starts like, hey, then he has a heart attack. Yes. And now, yeah, she eventually comes in with his homework. Yep. And uh, yeah, you see her like feel a little bit like shit because like that she got him sick. Right. It's like you got my cold, so I, I won't be sick. I'll be fine. It's not gonna go back and forth. Yeah. So come on, we're going to the bed, and she starts and she she's, like, she's like she's like being very bossy with him. Yeah, but then she genuinely takes care of him. Like she puts the comp, she takes his temperature. She's like, "Where's your thermometer?" She's like, "He's like, I don't remember where I put it." And so then he's like, oh, so she decides to like tease him a little bit. So she takes their foreheads and they touch foreheads. And she's yep. like, wow, you're burning up. And a mix of it as him being embarrassed, but he does have a fever. So then he starts getting woozy and things like that. And so Nagatoro legitimately takes care of him, puts a cold compress on his head. Um, and she's like, are you hungry? And he's like, yeah, I have a little bit of an appetite. And he's like, cool, I'll make you some food. Right. So then she goes downstairs, makes him some rice porridge, comes over. He eats it. Everything is good. And again, he's still woozy. And he starts like hallucinating and thinking of like, of like they were married <laughs> as a wife. And he's like, Arigato, Hayase. And she goes, no, like, no problem. And she's like, and she pauses because she recognizes like he just called her his, uh, her first name. And he goes, huh? Say that again. Yeah. And he fell asleep. And she's like, no, say it again. And he was asleep. And he's like, are you really asleep? And she's like, I guess you don't mind if I kiss you while you're asleep, right? Oh, I guess you really don't mind if I kiss you, right? And just, she's leaning for the kiss. Honey, I'm home! He's like, ah, shit. His mother arrives home. And we don't see what happens. The next day, they're like, you know, uh, what's his face? Senpai wakes up, and his mother's like, oh, how do you feel? And he's like, oh, I feel much better. Thank you. And he goes, so, who was that pretty girl that was at the house? And he's like, pretty girl. And he realizes, oh, shit, Nagatoro was here. And yep. she's like, oh, you were sleeping. I didn't want to wake you up, but and we see like an awkward exchange between Nagatoro and his mother, and it was. Yeah, like, really and really then, um, what you call it now? 
like she's about to like like kick him like they're like touching like footsers touching heads and then the the friends come and they oh what's yeah that was a scene that was a scene early because in episode three yeah, they, we were that, yeah, they were holding yeah they're holding episode oh. four fucking senpai has her behind her by the ankle like leg up probably can yeah. see under her skirt a little bit and he's like oh again you started early he's like no I was just uh practicing judo moves yeah, yeah gonna kick in the face and all that sure, shit kid. okay oh yeah this is this was fun this is much more fun I think than first season first season sorry. Uh, moving on, uh, spy classroom. Did I you haven't see, seen. No. You see yesterday's? No. Okay, so we're gonna yeah we're gonna talk about that too. Uh, but yeah, we find Let me ask them... you something real quick. Yeah. So we can skip ahead basically to my point, and that's they kind of gave you the main like the main payoff in episode three for that for yeah for that mission yeah and and what so, in this last episode that I have not seen is it another focal point on one of the girls? Uh, you talking about episode four? The episode four was, and then this episode five that dropped, right? It was episode five that dropped. Yeah, uh, it was. It was a little bit about Lily showing a little bit of her leadership. See, for me now, I almost, to be frank with you, I don't like that because like they're going backwards, which is not. It's not a conventional way of doing the anime, which is fine. But I almost don't care anymore because you gave me the payoff. Like this should have been to me it should be the opposite. They should have built it up for the camaraderie and then lead up with the finale. Right? And you right. gave me the finale in episode three. Like I legitimately I'm gonna watch this episode, but quite frankly, like I'm on the verge of dropping this for me because like you gave me the payoff. You gave me the payoff, and now you're going backwards telling me about the girls and why I should care about them after you gave me the payoff. That doesn't well, I, make I, I really think I well to be fair, I think the ultimate payoff is Try them trying to beat Klaus, but they yeah, I, 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 but they beat not, him and then they didn't beat him. They're not going to beat him. That's the point. I, I, they, I think, I think the world is at the end of episode three, they're when they're they disbanded, and they're like, okay, well that's that. It is what it is. They all come back. They shackle him and have them at gunpoint, and then he unlocks the chains and he's like, oh, you guys won't. They still aren't ready for me, right? And yeah. then that's the end. So. If he says they're still not ready, and that's the end of that piece, that means that they're not going to beat him through the remaining episodes. So if that's the case, why why am I investing in this? You gave me what I, you gave me the end result, and they still weren't enough. Great ending to it, but it still wasn't enough. That was a nice end. So instead of progressing with another mission or something along those lines, more advanced learning, no, you're going backwards in time to before the impossible mission. So for me to well, care about well, the girls, well, that's the thing. I already they're, saw. That's the, that's the thing. They're they're already ahead. It's not like it's a flash forward and we're going back to flashback. It's it is flashback. Did so when this episode started, it did not say like fourteen days until Impossible Mission, ten days until Impossible Mission, whatever the, the time frame was. Well, it said that it said they have another mission. They said that they said for the last episode that the next mission is coming near, like it's around the corner. So it's like they have another mission. I don't know, dude. Like, I'm just like I said, I am on the verge of dropping. Spy classroom because it just I'm not invested anymore because you gave me what I wanted. So we'll see how this next mission turns out and see if that's you know something that that'll be decent or something that'll give me some more something more to look forward to. But I'm not looking forward to spy classroom after you gave me the payoff. That that's that's uh, it doesn't register with me. I, just, I don't I don't feel invested anymore because you gave me what I wanted. We'll see what we'll see what happens. They probably just fucked it up somewhere. But uh, basically, uh, we got the mission. And of course, it's betrayal. 
Of course. You find out, yeah, the, the person who was behind it was Klaus's uh, master, Guido. Of course. Yeah, so he was the one that basically he killed the, the, the teammates of this Team Inferno. They're all dead. They're all gone. And it was basically like, I guess, did they, did they fully explain why or just he got bought off? Who? Guido, like why he betrayed the team. Um, You saw the writing on the wall. I guess. And yeah, he got bought off in a way. Right. So basically, now it was all this to lure Klaus, and then the girls start trying to fight. Uh, the, all the girls get their ass kicked. Yes, like that, they, they could they could barely touch him. The the poison paralysis thing was didn't last long. Oh, that went down the wrong pipe. Wrong pipe. Oh, good god! <laughs> Sorry, I'm drinking fucking Japanese whiskey. Went down the wrong yes. pipe. <laughs> but of course, uh, Klaus eventually joins the fray. Try it. <laughs> We thought he saved the day. He got knocked out a bit. Didn't work. Or, or did he? And then uh, we get the introduction of the eighth girl, Erna. Yes. Who is that was a surprise. Yeah, who was the basically the assassin. She was uh, basically someone who just arrived a little later than everyone else. So they made their like a surprise. Mm-hmm. They'll remember the girls that first came in. Mm-hmm. So that happens. Uh, they beat Guido. Uh, Klaus and Guido have, have a moment. As Guido was, was about to talk, he gets shot. Yes. He's but for you, you glossed over the fact that they mentioned Senpai was always one-tenth of a second slower. And when they stabbed Senpai, they're like, or when they stabbed Guido, they're like, oh, like it was a like they, they sold him for that one. Like, oh, you only slowed me down one-tenth of a second. And then uh, the uh, sensei comes over and he's like, that's all I needed. I'm now better than you because I'm that one-tenth of, you're one-tenth of a second slower and I'm at my peak. Right. Which I thought was unique. It wasn't bad. Uh, after that, the mission was over. The girls were about to leave. Klaus says, basically, go. Like The mission was done. Don't need you anymore. And, and they all come, hello. And they all, of course, there was a play. Like, oh, yeah, we, we were never going to leave. Like We want to be a group together. We have much to learn from you. Now surrender. And the court doesn't surrender. Unlocks the chains. Walks off. Then they all have a lot to learn. And then... Episode four, it was basically a background on er- Erna, the, mm-hmm. the assassin one, talking about how she was always bad luck. It always mm-hmm. smelled it. That's why she says it for herself. That's why she doesn't have any friends or anything like that. Isn't he so cute? Look at him. Yes. So basically, they want to use her bad luck to catch Klaus. So that was so that was a little plan. But every single time, like curry dropping or bricks falling from the roof, all this is Klaus just like he just. Keeps dodging his ultra instinct shit. I have a random non non anime related question. Why do cats like cry black? Mm-hmm. My cat cries like a lot, and I'm always wiping his like eyes. It was worse when the other cat was here. Okay, down you go. Be go. gone, you. There you go. All right, I petted you. I gave you love. I'll be gone. Anyway, yeah. So, um, this last episode, it, and you said it was another flashback or no? That's a, I don't think they were flashbacks. That's a flashback. When you put it in perspective that they gave it, they did this flashback so they can give you more background on this on this mysterious girl that we didn't see for the first two episodes. Okay, but I don't know. I'm not sold on it, dude. Honestly, like, uh, I'm not just. Eh. We'll see. I may just drop this one for the sake of fucking needing fucking time, but we'll see. I'll still keep it. It's still there. This is yeah, something. That's fine. But so then, yeah. hey, trade off because you picked up high card. I'm dropping thing. So hey, it worked out, right? Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. No, I was kidding. Right. It's, it's but yeah, but basically, it was Ernie as being like she, with Klaus, just basically telling her that it's really not. <laughs> right. And that people actually give a shit about her. 
Right. They're happy. Move on. All right. All right. Let's go. Uh, Ice guy. How many more do we have? A lot. I know. We we have Ice guy, Inspector, Buddy, Trigon. Let's go Inspector. I want to save Ice guy. We'll do Ice guy next, and then we can do Buddy Daddies after that. We also we also got Eminence. Oh fuck that! Do Eminence now. We should have started with fucking Eminence. I yeah, didn't see. I, I, just, I forgot. I, I, I want to forget about it, but we're almost done. They got two yeah. more. I didn't see this week's episode. Oh, I, I won't get to it then. It was basically, but we'll make this one quick then. Basically, previous episode was another I think with mundane the tournament. Yep. And uh, they focus. Which girl did they focus on? It was a little harm. Was it Alpha again, or was it someone else? No, it's well. We find out the sister of Alpha. Right. We see the sister of Alpha who's looking for Alpha um after Mundane's match against Goldie where he beats the shit out of Goldie. Oh right. That's that was her. Uh what was her yeah. name? You figure that out in the interim. Um they focus on is it Epsilon? I don't know. I don't remember because yeah, that one's so oh, oh, hard because they're using the Greek alphabet. So it's a bit right. It's a bit harder. Uh Beatrix is her name. Alpha's yeah, that, uh Ant. Ant? That's her aunt? Yeah, Beatrix is the aunt of Alpha. Oh. Oh, we did forget about Revengers. I'll get to them. We'll get to it next. Yeah, we got like eight or nine. Oh, good God, and we're almost two hours in. Yeah, so that's why I said I want to try and make these quick. Oh, good God. And I don't... I, I, I'm mostly focused on the, the current episode of Evidence, which was pretty good. Well, I haven't seen the current episode. So. I know, I know. And so I don't remember last week that much. Oh my god! All right, so let me, let me. I'll take over since I remember last week's. I say you're you're gonna take over mostly because you're an episode behind <laughs> on several of these. Yeah. Ahead, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so um, yeah. So as we mentioned, um, Alpha's sister is looking for her. The episode focuses on one of the other girls, um, and basically, um, the show kind of it focuses on the first half on on mundane and like what is he doing? Like, oh, he's sneezing. He's cracking his neck. And the right. one, the one girl who he's gonna face in this episode, which you said is pretty good. What's her name? Yeah. Which one? The one he faced this week that I haven't seen. Oh, the the knight. Yeah. Uh, Anne Rose. Anne Rose. So Anne Rose is trying to figure it out with the other guy, and he ends up the other guy, the the big bulky guy that beat the shit out of him. Of course, mundane beats him in the finals, one, two, three, like that, nothing. And so there's that. And then the episode basically focuses on, um, oh fuck, what's her name? Um, the princess, the Alexia sister, not Alexia's sister, the other girl, the blonde girl that was infatuated with him at first. Was her name Rose? On it. No, it's not Anne Rose. I, let me click on the fucking thing. I'll call it. No, not 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 Anne Rose. Like this regular Rose, Oriana. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. Rose. Okay, so her, Rose. So it focuses on Rose and her plight on what happened. We find out basically that yeah. the uh, what's the name of the group? Shadow Garden or no, the other one. The oh, oh, they're 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 the little cult. alliance. The cult. No, the cult. Oh, that uh, that the one that's like trying to mimic them, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Dante something. Dante's Inferno. Diablo. Diablo. The cult yeah. of Diablo. Yeah, the cult of Diablo. So we find out basically the cult of Diablo has taken Rose's father and like manipulated him, and so they basically set her up for treason and murder. And so Rose has been on the run. Rose has been on the run, and she's also been afflicted by some sort of curse. And she's slowly dying, very slowly dying. And as she's on the brink of death, uh, we see Shadow. Oh, the folks, folk, I think it's Epsilon that is the piano player. 
And so, right. yeah, that's right. Because uh, yeah. yeah. So basically, they hear Epsilon playing Moonlight Sonata, and they're like, "Oh, who knows Moonlight Sonata?" Of course, it's Epsilon. And so he's like, "Oh, you know, you play good, da da da. Like your tits look great, blah blah blah, whatever." As he's walking out of again. where he was talking to her, he sees a grand piano, and he's like, "Huh huh huh." And we learn his backstory basically about how he didn't want to learn piano as a kid, but when he was a human, like back in like on Earth, right, he didn't right. want to learn it. But over the time, like he found the like you know the piano is really comforting, and you know it's a great it's a great uh, instrument for uh, evil fucking shadow shadow, right? So he steals the fucking thing out of nowhere, uses his whatever power to fucking to steal it. Shit, shadowy like powers. Yeah. So he brings it to like this random base, I guess, underground where um, Rose was hiding and plays his own version of Moonlight Sonata. Very glorious, very nice. And you see Rose come up and like, so you're shadow, da da da. They have a conversation. She's like, I want power. I want to defeat the cult. And Shadow's like, very well, I'll give you power. And you know, so she he basically cures her of that sickness. That basically is a, it cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey, Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah. Thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It's like a similar sickness to what the other girls had right. dealt with that he cured. So he cures a sickness and he's like, I've given you power, you know, and, you know, use it well, blah, blah, blah. He gave her like a, some sort of trope that was really like it made sense, but I don't recall what it was. Um, but basically uh, the 
members of the cult come around. They attack her. She basically one shots them all, just slices them all the fucking smith. Right. Glorious, fucking absolutely glorious. And she's more powerful. Eventually, um, Alexia's sister and Beta. I think it's Beta. The one with the glasses. Yeah. Beta. Beta. Beta show up, and Alexia and um, not Alexia. What's uh, her name? Are you're not going to talk about Takemichi? Yeah, we will. We'll get to him. I said that. Yeah. I said we'll get to him next, next, next. Uh, yeah. Next one. So anyway, so um, Alexia basically ends up fighting Rose and gets defeated, but she's just knocked unconscious. And she's like, "Listen, there's stuff I have to do." You know, like, don't mind me, and I'll see you again soon. She walks off, gives Alexia to Beta, and Beta recognizes immediately what happened. They're like, Shadow, is this the path you want to take? Well, we'll follow you anyway if that is the case. And that's kind of where that episode kind of mostly ends from that standpoint. I can't talk about the next one because you did not see it yet. Yeah, and it's a fight between Rose and Mundane. Or not Rose, between Anna. Yeah, and uh, it gets to that for, I guess, the season's final big fight after. Well, it's, it's episode 18, so there's 19 and then 20. So it's the penultimate. But that, well, it's a fate that Iris is going to fight. Mm. So that's fate. That's going to be the last big fight. Him uh, fucking mundane versus Iris? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, and is he going to uh, reveal himself as Shadow once he defeats her? Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. See this intrigue here. Uh, she, she, yeah, the, it's there. It's just, it just takes a bit. And again, the Starman ruins shit for me. <laughs> kind of, right? Yeah, just like who gives a shit about it? Like, like, like he's like nothing. Like he's just there. Like, what is he? What is he even good for? Like, you know, <laughs> it isn't. Yes, it isn't worth the damn. But it's all, all about shadow. When shadow yeah, yeah. comes out, you know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, even uh, it is kind of. I think for like comedic relief in a way. Yeah, uh, but yeah, but even uh, but yeah, Sid and Iris. So we'll we'll get to them now. Yeah, Let, let's get to Tokyo. Yeah, I didn't and see. You, you, so you didn't see last week's. Yeah. Sorry, last week. So we're only talking about three and four. Well, four was the current. No, it should be five. Five is the current. It's going to six now. No, it's episode four, January twenty eighth. Oh, okay. So I saw two and three. Yeah, uh, I think we covered. Did we cover the second one? I think we covered the second one. Did we? I'm not sure. No, I don't you think. We... No, because yeah, that's right. Because it was it was about the uh, the black dragon. Right, right. Black dragon, yeah. Yeah, it was about the guy who's uh ha- Hakai. Yeah. Or Shiba, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shiba. Yeah, I know yep. Shiba. Yeah, but yeah, basically they're at the bowling alley, Takimichi and uh Shiba. Yeah. Which by the yeah. way, hold on, pause that. I don't like the new Ken. I don't like him. His voice is not the same. It's uh, not the same. Yeah. It's not the same. It's a letdown. I heard his voice for the first time. I was like, no. Where they mm-hmm. did fucking what's his dick? Demon King Academy, well, yeah, they didn't do him well at all. Yeah, it's definitely not. It's not the same. That hurt. That hurt a little bit. Yeah, but anyway, uh, Crybaby Takemichi. Yes, Chris, we're talking about him now. Uh, Takemichi and Shiva, they're 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 bowling strikes, strikes. It's been even for a while, but eventually Takemichi fucks up. <laughs> yes, he's he had, a, he had a niner. Didn't get yeah. Didn't get the. The thing didn't get the uh, the strike. Yep. So Hakai got the perfect game. Yeah. And uh, and then Takemichi was actually questioned already. He's like, is it is really is he really the bad guy? Like he's like so nice type yeah, of thing. Yeah, so chill. Yeah, Hakai and his sister Yuzuha. Yeah. I guess he. I guess he thought they were. I thought that was his person. poor girlfriend. I didn't realize that was his actual sister. Yeah, it was his girlfriend. And he's like, don't you have sister, to do yeah. other things? And I'm thinking, oh, she wants to. She wants dick. Okay. No. Uh, so yeah, so basically, 
Akai invites Takemichi and Hina to their place. And who is there at the at the house, Stephen? The fucking leader of the Black Dragons. Well, everyone, yeah, everyone, everyone was there first. Yes, the entire and, squad. Yeah, they're they're, wait, they're waiting for Taiju because Taiju went to go grocery shopping. He went to the yep. he went to Kambini. Yeah, so there was so Akai was telling Takemichi to leave because Black Dragons hate to- Toman. Yep. And they find out, and they see like, oh, so this is a Toman type of thing. And then Hakai yep. was like, your friend, like, don't hurt him type of thing. Don't even hit him. Yep. I'm still I'm still the younger brother of the leader of the Black Dragons. Yep. I'm, that's my sister. Can't fucking fuck with him. Because the fucking sister kicked the shit out of one of the guys. Like, I'm going to kill you. I don't care if you're a woman. They're like, well, that's the leader's uh, sister. So good luck with that, buddy. Yeah, so they kind of can't unless Taiju gives the order. Which he kind of does. <laughs> yeah, but he gets there. We see Taiju. Yep. Knocks out the brother. Yep. And then he beats the shit out of Takemichi. Yeah, beats and him this, to a pulp. Yeah, and this leads to last week's episode. He's like basically to the point of near death, and he of all people. Yep. Stands up to him. Yep. And they like, no, you know, yeah, I gotta do that. No, go away, type of thing. And as I feel like he was about she she was about to get striked, stricken down. Yep. Backhanded even. Yep. And then he's like, What if I left T- Toman? Yeah. He's so, like, I'll trade you. Stop beating up Takamichi. I'll leave Tomon and join your group. Yeah, and yeah, he was like one of the like, yeah, and he's a vice captain in Tomon too. One of the yeah, he's lieutenant. He's lieutenant captain. Right, and this is a uh, Kisaki's guy too. No, he's not Kisaki's guy. He's uh, Mitsuya. Okay, sorry. He's Mitsuya. I say, but like, but Kisaki is like someone that he that he keeps close type of thing. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, because in the future, he fought. You find out Hakai's the one that kills. The leader of Black Dragon takes over Black Dragon to marry Toma in the future. And we find out the leader of the Black Dragon, he's the 11th, and the 10th was his brother. So he kills his brother. Yes. And gives, and, and gives, uh, and merges with Kisaki to Yeah. Come on the group. Yeah. So, so that's why Takabi is trying to figure out like, why. And, they, and he's actually like, why would he kill his own brother? Because look at he's a sweetheart type of thing. Because of this moment. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah. Um, Akai joins Black Dragon. Takamichi. You know they're saved, and um, which well, now we get to a meeting with the Tomans. Toman yeah, meeting. before the meeting, you're forgetting. Takamichi wakes up after being unconscious, and he sees all of his friends there. They all join Toman. He's like, "What? You guys all join Toman?" He's like, "Yeah, you demanded we join." Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're part of your, we're part of your division. We're part of your division now. And he sees um not um the other guy, or am I thinking of them incorrectly? Uh, which uh Sendo Suzuki. The white hair one is his friend. That's Mitsuya. Who's the uh, the other guy? There's another white hair guy. Yamamoto. What's their first names? Uh, Takuya. Takuya is uh is is uh is Shiba's captain. So Mitsuya is uh the vice captain of uh of of Takamichi's group of, of Squad One. So he ends up uh he's like hey they they talk about like how bad the, the fight is gonna be blah 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 and then at the end when he's like oh you know we're gonna crush them and he's like I'm gonna do it alone he tells the group like no I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this alone because this is my battle and Mitsuya's like let's take a ride kid so they go on his motorcycle they go to like some abandoned spot and something just comes over Takamichi and he just reveals everything he tells him the entire story. yeah he's like i'm from the future and all this yeah and he's like so at the end he's like so kisaki's gonna kill me and he goes yeah he's like god damn it that sucks he's like you get shot in the head bro 
And he's like, fuck. And he's like, well, I knew that I would die that way. He's like, what? He's like, no, no, he's, 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 he's mad that you got killed by Kazaki. <laughs> yeah, he's just mad he gets killed by Kazaki. He's like, no. He's like, so you believe me? And he's like, yeah, it's, this shit's too insane for it to be fake. And he's like, but he's like, no, I you trusted me. You, I appreciate that you told me. And we're going to work on this together. We're going to change the future together. And he's like, listen, he's like, I have so much more respect for you now because throughout this time, and you of everything alone. And I always knew there was something weird about you, but now I know why. And of course, Takemichi fucking. Of course, he's a crybaby. He fucking balls crying. Stop it. He balls crying. And so they come up with a plan. They end up going to the, the meeting where all the heads and the, the vice heads are there, where they're going to weigh on Shiba's departure. And Takamichi, you know, tries to pull some shit, but doesn't work. And he's like, fuck, I don't know what to do. So just as shit's going to go awry, uh, Shiba asks his captain, like, hey, I'm out. And the captain's like, I understand why you're saying what you're doing. I understand. And he's like, it was a pleasure working for you. And he's like, huh? He's like, I'm not letting you fucking go. What are you talking about? Yeah. And then Q end of episode. How was like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll be nice for now. Last week was good? Uh, yeah, last week was pretty solid. Okay, cool. I'll have two episodes to watch. All right, moving on now. Inspector, we again we had Yuki and I haven't Masa. seen the other one. I haven't seen the last episode. All this right, one so I haven't seen, and then Demon King Academy I haven't seen. But but I say with uh, Masayuki and Yuki, they they well, I they love had, this story. They had one episode and they were already like t- in the top chart for some. This business. is a great. This is no. This is great. No, this no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not complaining. I'm just this saying. is a really good story. I can't wait to see last week's episode. Oh, that's good. Uh, but yeah, uh, basically, we we I know we talked about the first two episodes. We got talk. We just got to talk about last week's. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, what you call it? Uh, Masayuki's wa- wife is dead, and he's that uh, you find out that he's being framed for it. Mm-hmm. So basically, he's like talking to he's talking to detective detective Honda, I believe his name is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Honda and Furukawa. Uh, they start questioning everything, and this is good because this ties into our other main character. So we're getting, we're getting both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're getting, we're getting I- Iwanaga, uh, Sakuragawa, Yuki, and uh, Masayuki. Yep. So this is great. Uh, all right, you gotta take over because again, I'm only thinking of last week's. Okay. Well, basically. We'll be, uh, we'll, we'll be caught together hopefully next week. Next week. Yeah, so Yukiona basically uh, asks for um, for uh, I forget her name. I always forget her name. Which one? The the main girl. Uh, Iwana- Iwanaga. Iwanaga. So basically asks for Iwanaga's help. Iwanaga goes up to the mountain. She's pissed off because fucking uh, Kudo didn't want to go with her, decided to go to work instead, and she's all pissed off. She's like, I just want my boyfriend here, and he doesn't want to go with me, blah, 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 whatever. So then Iwanaga comes up with this insane fucking story that basically pins everything on uh, Masayuki, right? Just fucking, just pins everything on him, and Masayuki gets nervous, and I'm thinking like, oh shit, is this like, did he really fucking do it? And he's like, and then what's crazy is Yukiona was just like, hey, you know, like he would never do that. Like she like bows before her and says, No, stop. You're this is inaccurate what you're saying. He would never do that. Blah 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 blah. And Iwanaga's like, Yeah, I know that. And they go, huh? Like, yeah, like, you know, for so for a human to have this much influence on a on a on a on a um on a demon, basically, or a ghost, to have this much right. influence, like she's defying someone she she revere she reveres as her god for you. 
So you have to be a good spirit. You have to be a kind person for her to go that drastically to save you. And she's like, oh, well, you know, don't worry about it. We uh, I already know who the who the, the killer was. And they're like, huh? And yeah. And you said this week's episode was also. Yeah, good. They, they get they go the full detail about it. It's like it's like I, I actually like this so far. I like this a little bit better than season. <laughs> yes, I agree. This is a very detailed story. There's a lot of background, which is why I think this story matters more and is better. They go into a lot of detailed background. They give you a reason to care about the fucking characters that are suffering, whatever the fuck. And right. it, it, it's dope. It's I love it. I love it. I can't wait to see last week's episode as well. All righty. Uh, let's move on. We got seven more. Demon King Academy next. All right, so Demon King. Another this one. one I... This was this was uh well aside from that that episode the uh, the week before that it was it was okay. Yeah. It was it was more of class shit. Ah okay. So but but no that's what I'm saying the last week's is good. I'm talking about the yeah, one yeah, yeah. I'm talking about now. That's one that's yeah, it's okay. Okay. What, what, what was the name of the <coughs> class? What? What was the name of that school they went to with the tree? Uh, spirit school. Oh, yes, yeah, right. They went to spirit school. And, uh, of course, uh, Anos' group is all there. Yeah. And the other group is uh, Della. Yes. That deformed face-looking thing. And there's a couple of other people. I think uh, Ejes. Yes. And one other general. Yes. I'm going to get and more then... while you talk. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. And then the... Uh... I was to forget that tree's name. We'll say the spirit tree. Spirit tree or great tree, sorry. Uh, the great tree, he's talking, he's talking about how there's uh, there's free trials if you want to see the spirit king. So, to do this, you gotta do these free tasks, and then there's a test. And then I know says that's stupid, let's just do one. So, we got the one test, and then Delo is talking to him, it's like, oh, well, I bet you that uh, that all your girls will fail. And then I know says he he promises that everyone will get above. Was it 80 or 90? Uh, the test score that Anos said for the bet. Did they have to score 80 or 90 as he gets more alcohol? But yeah, I, I, I can't take information from him. <laughs> but again, outside of that, uh, but yeah, they score a test. If Anos and everyone else scores that certain average, uh, he he gets to meet the spirit. Uh, forgot. Stop getting alcohol. Help me. Dios mio. I'm sorry. I You know... I have so many different Japanese anime and or it's ja- anime. Wow, Japanese whiskeys, and I didn't know which one to choose. So I was like, you know what? Let's open up a brand new one. Yeah, I, I was in the middle of talking about Anos and Delo's bet. Uh, what what did what did the students have to score for Anos to win the bet? Did they score eighty or ninety? They were supposed to score eighty, and Anos is like, let's change it to ninety. Oh no, he said let's. Oh no, so they were supposed but to he score said, 80, he said, and Anos yeah. was like, oh, let's um. Let's only take one test instead of multiples. And the yeah, spirit that, yeah, is like, that, okay, yeah, fine, no problem. Yeah, yeah, but we're going to raise it up to a 90 now. You need a 90. And then yeah. the bad guys are like, there's no way they're going to get that. And they're like, no, I'm confident everybody. Yeah, but now because of this, the analysis group were like a little nervous because they have to basically learn this in like a, the next day, basically. And of course, Anos has, he, he, look, he lifts up every book with his magic, of turns course. a cut. Co- Turns a couple of pages, go, we're done. I got it. You're all gonna pass. Hayama. This is brand new. I haven't I have never tasted it. I have no idea how this tastes. Right. But uh I'm God, this isn't. but yeah, oh god, the fucking yeah, Alice is OP in a ridiculous manner with how oh, he just moves with how he just move the sun with like the couple of fingertips or again just picking up every book, read a couple pages that he knows everything. Yep. 
even notice the missing page, but yeah, he, he was able to compile it all very easily for everyone else to get basically know everything for the next day. Yep. So I wish we could study like that in real life. Right. Yeah. That that nice. would be so clutch. Right. But let's uh, let's move on now, though. Uh, it's test day. They're all doing the test. Basically, yes. no cheating, no nothing, no assistant. Yes. Focus on your test. And then there was a certain question in there, but they didn't know it because the page of the book was missing. Or so you think. Uh-huh. Adolf was two steps of his outsmarting. <laughs> this is bad. Come by, Matt. So, yeah, basically, Anos uh, talked to the great tree before the test. Uh, oh, this is going to be an acquired flavor. Yeah. Okay. And then, he's, again, our, our smart Adela's plan. And it got to the point where everyone got a perfect score. Yep. And they all passed. So now the next part is going to be a task for them to beat the Spirit King. That's where that episode ends. Yep. And then we'll figure it out. Because that's the thing. When the light novel... The reveal happened, but that was the first thing, not the thing with Lay. Yeah. So basically, it's like a completely backwards, half-ass, out-of-order thing. Right. According to the people that read it. So right. I am curious about how they are going to do it for that. But we'll find out. Let's keep going. Now we'll do Ice Guy. All right, now we can do Ice this Guy. This is really good. I love Ice Guy. And I was, you know, I was thinking to myself, and I wanted to bring this up on the podcast, because, you know, as much as we talk about rom-coms and they're all, like, fan service and things of that nature. Or, like, or school-themed, yeah. Or school-themed. Like, no, this, and I have yet to see it. It's on my two-watch list. I definitely want to see it. Walter Kai, Love is Hard for uh, an Otaku. I have yet to see it. It's on um, Amazon, I think. It's on Amazon Prime, and I have yet to see it, and I want to watch it. But this I know Chris did, and he loved it. Yeah, this definitely has that vibe. It's, you know, adults, like, they're literal adults. And it's office love. And it's yeah. something that's relatable to many people, I would say, more so. I mean, to be honest, when we get into Angel, um, Angel Next Door, I find I'm more relatable to that. And I'll go into more depth on that. But yeah, um, in terms of the principle of this, and there's zero fan service, nothing sexual whatsoever. Um, it's just really fucking adorable. Truly, truly adorable. I love this show. It's one of my favorites. Uh, this one you're all cut off of, right? Yes. Okay, so we only got to talk about episodes four and five then. We I, we didn't talk about three, I don't think. No, we talked about the... Uh... When he melts and he's a kid? Yeah. And we talked about the fireworks? I don't recall that. Okay. Uh, That's I, why we've been skipping some of these, and I was like, I just don't recall us talking about it. We only talked about episodes one and maybe two. Oh, okay. We, we talked about one and two. Yeah, so this one we got to talk about three episodes. We don't have to necessarily. But, but was that we'll, we'll be quick. It was basically we're going to talk about the main thing of episode three, which was uh, it's, it's hot as hell at this uh, at this uh, employee resort escape yes. thing. They, they went to Okinawa to- at the end of episode two. They're like, "Oh, we're going on an employee trip to Okinawa," and he Himero, freak, uh, Himero, yeah, Himero freaks the fuck out. And later on, everyone yeah, because like, well, of the temperature, out. and then and we like, find out why. Melt. Yeah, when he melts. Uh, he physically, turns into a little he, kid. yeah, like he doesn't, he doesn't like I'm melted, melted. Like he gets younger. It's like an age reverse yeah. type thing. Yeah, so he so turns he, into a little so kid. So he needs to be kept cool. Yes, and Fuyasuki was able, like, what what did she give him? Ice cream. Yeah, uh, yeah, the ice cream, like shaved ice type. Yeah, icy or something like icy. Yeah, and then uh, basically while it's going on, he's resting all this. She takes a picture. It's an adorable <laughs> it's like, picture. It's an adorable it, picture. Yeah, he's like, I'm keeping this. I'm not. I'm not. Gonna. 
But uh, basically, that was all that happened. They had the fireworks. They're all good. I'm glad you all had fun. Anyway, it's time to assign people to where they're actually going to be. Yes. So this might be the last time. Uh, Fuyusuke, Himuru, no, you're skipping, you're skipping the dinner date. That's after. No, it's before and after. No, say like, uh, no, that they had the dinner, dinner date, date before. So the dinner date is like, oh, you know, I want to thank her for all that she's done for me. Let's go to dinner. She asked her to dinner. Because one that was definitely no, it wasn't after. No, because uh, again, first episode, like when the episode came up, like they're they're checking the email and then that. Hmm. I said, I said, I could have sworn. No, they was... they got the assignments first, and then no. he's talking about how he wants to thank her, and then they do the. And then they talk about how. Then they ask for you to be No, they do. They go. No, they go to dinner, and then they get the assignments. Then they go on a date, official, like an official date, the movie date, and then you get the uh, the collection between the couples. All right, I'll take you away for for now. <laughs> yeah. So basically, I'll, I'll take over since I just watched this literally yesterday. So, um, episode uh, four mainly begins with. Um, you know, uh, Hiromo wants to thank uh, Fuyutsuki for all that she's done. And so he overhears a conversation between Fuyutsuki and uh, Kiori is her name? Kiori? The the fox? The fox, yeah. Uh, Kimori. Kimori, sorry. So he overhears a conversation with Kimori and Fuyutsuki. Like, oh, Kimori asks, like, what are your favorite foods? And she's like, I like everything. I'm not picky. I've never been picky. Like, oh, that's cool. Because uh, Kimori only eats tofu because she's a fox. And apparently they like fried tofu. Whatever. So he's like, I want to thank her. I want to take her out for dinner. And he starts researching everything, blah, 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 whatever. And so he finally agrees, like, let's go to this dinner spot. Will you walk, go out to dinner with me? And Fuyutsuki gets all, like, shy. And she's like, yeah. So they go out to dinner. Dinner goes well, but Fuyutsuki is, you know, bland. Yeah, they, 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 they don't. Yeah, they're, like, awkward, like, in terms yeah. of talking. And then work calls about something. So she goes away. And then the waiter ends up talking to uh, Himuru. And is like, hey, um, you're on a date? And he goes, yeah, it's a great day. Da 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 da. And Fuyutsu comes back as he's saying that, and he's like, you heard yeah. what I said? And she's like, yep. And he gets embarrassed, whatever. Um, but it's really a, a cute episode, regardless. They get really happy, and then from there, they go to work the next day, and they find out, like, hey, um, time to give you guys your real assignments. So Fuyutsuki uh, is like, oh, you know, I hope I, I'm with him. But he, Hirumu is like. Like, no, like, I, I need to be with her. Like, I can't, I just, I want to be with her, da, 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 And, um... Of course, all four of them. Yeah. All four of them end up being in the same fucking group, which is nice. So, as, um... What's her face? Saijima. Saijima and Hiromu... Himuru, sorry. Are, um... Are talking. They're having conversation. Like, hey, what are you doing for lunch? Da, 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 da. He's just thinking about the date. And they come across uh, Kamori and... Uh, and Fuyutsuki talking, and Komori is like, "Hey, so do you like Himuru? Like, what's going on with that?" And she goes, "You know, I can't say that we're close, but because like because uh, she doesn't know him. <laughs> I don't know him. Like, I'd like to know him more. I don't even have his phone number. Um, but you know, I can say that I would like to get to know him more." And uh, Humaru like overhears this and he gets embarrassed. And then uh, Saijima is like, "You don't. You guys haven't even exchanged phone numbers yet." So out of the yep. blue, he asked for their number. And it's funny because she has her contact info as her cat, uh, Nyameru. And that yep. was funny. She's like, I feel like I'm talking to, to Nyameru. He's like, I could change it if you want. She's like, no, no, no. Like, she's like that. And she's like, he's like, no, no, no. It's perfect. It's no problem. Whatever. They start messaging little things back and forth. He sends her a pic. She, she sends him a picture of, of her and the cat. And he's like, oh, it's so adorable. I'm going to save it forever. And that was and the, and, and the phone froze solid. And the phone froze solid, which was funny. 
Um, which, by the way, also when he was hoping, like, oh, I need to be in her group, like he looked at Cat Whiskers and he's like, Cat Whiskers, sama, please let me be with Fuyutsuki. And he, he thanks the Cat Whiskers afterwards for being in the same group. Um, but anyway, that leads to the following day, and the following day, he starts. She starts out like he's like, well, what do you, what do you like? And she's like, oh, well, you know, I like George the Cat. And we find out George the Cat is like a, ch- a children's like uh, Japanese series. And it's about a cute little animal, like a cute little cat. Uh, and uh, oh, ch- before, before that, though, we also got the new co-worker. Yes, the introduction to our new co-worker. Katori. Katori-kun. And he's a, he's a phoenix. He's the descendant of the phoenix. He's a childhood friend of Hirumu. And he is in love with his senpai, which we'll get to later yeah. on. But he's a very eccentric character. He used to be an artist. And when he wasn't making it big, he uh, ended up following senpai to her job. And we'll, again, we'll get into that momentarily. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, Hirumu is like, you know, what do you like? Whatever. I like George the Cat, whatever. And she's like, hey. Um, oh, she finds this out because of the fact that he bumped, accidentally bumps into Fuyutsuki while she's walking. She drops all right. her papers. He helps pick them up. And he notices the flyer for the movie and she gets all embarrassed. And she's like, oh, George the Cat, isn't that like a children's thing? She's like, yeah, I really liked it. I saw it by myself. And she's like, oh, you know, whatever. And he's like, oh, I wouldn't mind seeing it. And she's like, do you want to come with me to the movies? And he's like, a date. And he's like, yeah, whatever. So they start messaging about the date, blah, 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 blah. Um, he ends up, they end up going together, sitting in the corner, watching the movie. It's a very nice movie. Like they laugh, she cries. He gives her a handkerchief so she can cry on it. It's really adorable. And at the same time, as they're going into the movie theater, you see Saijima going to see a movie about rice. And who does he see in the movie, Matt? Next to him? Katori. Yeah, Katori. Katori sits next to him. And he's like, oh, why did you want to see this movie? He's like, oh, I've been wanting to see this movie for a while. He's like, well, why did you have to sit next to me? She's like, oh, this is the only seat available. Oh, okay. So it's an awkward thing. He's like, why do I got to spend my day off with a coworker? I don't even know. Meanwhile, Fuyutsuki and Himaru are having a good like date basically together. Yeah. And so um, that we find out later the movie is about the whole like genesis of rice from the time that it's made from a plant until the time it blooms into that. Actual right. The three and a half hours of the genesis of rice. What the fuck? What the fuck? I don't, but, think, I don't think I said for that. I don't think I said. Maybe like an hour fucking documentary, but that's about it. And I would have to really like rice. And I eat rice fucking five times a week. And it's I would never probably do that, but we digress anyway. Um, so all again, they're continuing to get to know each other, continuing to get to know each other. And the next sequence they have is with uh Katori and Katori. uh, They end up going to a cafe after the after the after the thing, and that's yeah. And they're like, Oh, yeah, we saw Fusuki Hiromu. No, 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 the cafe, the after the date, okay, Hiromu and uh, Himuru rather, and uh, Fuyusuki go to a cafe. And they have more conversation. If I recall correctly, I was say, I was say it was also uh, basically Kamori, Katori, Sajima. They're all trying to figure out what movie they saw. This is strong. Oh no wonder. Oh good yeah. Jesus. This is forty eight percent alcohol. Yeah, I was saying because yeah, because those three were trying to figure out what they saw when they were talking to each other. No, that's later on. This is forty eight percent alcohol, dude. And you're drinking it. Oh my god, I, I had forty before. So this is. And I was like, why is this so like have such a kick? Hayama malt whiskey, by the way, guys. Um, this is my, like I said, my first time tasting it. Um, where's the description of it? Uh, uh, Sasanokawa Shuzuko Limited, uh, product of Japan. Find out that uh, June and uh, Mizuzu got together. Right. And so we get the revelation of how that went. And basically, Mizuzu couldn't handle June's active lifestyle. 
and she holds a grudge because June broke up with her three days after they got together. So basically, they spent a weekend together, and he's like, "Nah, this ain't gonna work." So yeah, he broke no, up with no, her. yeah, good, no, because she was gonna break up with him, and she's mad that he beat her too. He beat her first, yeah. And he's like, "I will never forgive him for, for getting the one up on me. I'll never forgive the Japanese." Exactly. That's that's pretty much what it was. <laughs> like, no, he can die in the fire for all I care now. No, that's because. He did it before I was going. That's not the point. I yeah. wanted to do it first. Now I feel embarrassed, humiliated, yeah, ashamed. Basically. basically. And so uh, basically the rest of the episode kind of focuses on Carol trying to get close to the girls. Um, and you see her basically like, you know, she's really up close on their on their space. And, you know, like she doesn't want to fight. Like the other girls like, eh, chill, whatever. whatever. But um, you see, um, you see she's even though she's really stupid sounding. And she acts stupid. She's actually really smart. Like they start yeah, studying we, for midterm. We, I'll say, we'll say that that was the end. Of the, that was the that was that was uh, yesterday. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. That was the latest one. Ah, okay. Well, I kind of jumbled them up. I said, I said let's put them together. That's fine. Yeah, we're putting them that, together. That's, I'm that, reading. I'm literally fine. reading my. If anybody sees me on live, I'm reading my breakdown from three through five from my, yeah. uh, my Instagram. AI underscore anime twenty four cheap uh, plug. Bang bang. All right. Uh, b- before we move on, I got a question for you. Okay. Carol's mother. Guess how old she is. 25. 28. So Close. she so she had 15. so yeah, so she, she had her had at 12. 13. The fuck? She, Carol's 15. What the fuck? Yeah. 13. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was a thing in the in the manga that, that they showed yeah, my friend showed me that little image. And like, like oh, I was like, hold up. <laughs> He's hot. Yeah, and, uh, and Tomo was freaking out. Smoking. Yeah, and then Tomo was freaking out in the panel. was trying try to do the math, but uh, but anyway, we get the parents. Oh, got the oh yeah, we see the parents of uh, Carol and Misuzu. We'll get to them later. Car- yeah. I, I like Carol. You know, I she's love like, Carol. She's- I don't love Carol. I, I like know. I like Misuzu better, but I do I, I do fa- I, I I do think she's fun. Especially I when wouldn't she- shock me at all if Carol wins fucking supporting girl deer. Yeah, like especially yeah. when uh. Like Carol had her mouth taped for trying to hug Misuzu. Yeah, it was funny. And it was like, oh look, you got you got your you braided your hair like mine. Nope. <laughs> nope. Wavy. It's and like, she's like, you were mean to Carol. And she's <laughs> like, well, what if I told you I was only friends with your daughter for her money? <laughs> You're funny. You're a great girl. Oh my god. Even though it's like, yeah, but it's a little true. Yeah, and we and we see a little bit of humanity in Misuzu. Like she gets jealous when Tomo doesn't act. Girly or friendly, yeah, to her in school, yeah, and of course with when Tomo's with with June, then just beat the shit out of each other, yes, and fight and break, make up the next day, yes, of course, yeah, all that shit, <laughs> of course. Uh, but let's say these next these these uh past few recent episodes they've been nice. Yeah, like, I mean, I, one of the I, other I, major parts is basically you see Tomo. Not only that, she's also getting together with with um the other two girls, Ogawa and who's the other girl's name? For which all oh, the all the ones that were like that wanted to pick a fight with her. Yeah, the one that wanted to pick a fight with her, and now they're scared of her. But Tomo wants to be friends. Uh, now Naoko and Chiyomi? Yes. Yeah, I see them. Yeah, it's them. Yeah. I just know Ogawa and then the other one. Yeah, oh yeah, Ogawa. Then yeah, it's Ogawa. Then uh, Mufin or Mifun. Mifune, okay. Mifune. Mifune. 
Yeah, so we see them trying to get close, and we find out basically uh, there's like a senior basically picking on an Ogawa trying to get trying to fuck her, and yeah. waiting for alone. And so fucking Tomo comes up and beats the shit out of him. And then there's some guys that are basically like his little clan, his little gang are like, oh, we're gonna beat the shit out of the girl. Don't matter if she's a girl, we're gonna beat the fuck out of her. And so then June comes and beats the shit out of all of them, and they all come up to fucking Tomo and they apologize. Yeah, but like, he, he didn't even know. We were just like, oh, you want to pick a fight? Russell Crowe want a fight? <laughs> yeah, that was cute. But no, like the rest of the episode really focuses on the rest of the last couple episodes, I should say, really focus yeah. more on Tomo trying to be more feminine. Like she changes her style with the help of Carol and, and Mizuzu. Like she, you know, goes with a different style. They go on a date together and they do like the typical stuff. Like they go to a batting cage. They go to a um, they go to a um, what's it called? A bowling alley. And then right. they go to karaoke and we find out that Tomo is a horrible singer. And she's the she's the queen of uh, kids songs, show yes, tunes, kids songs. And I was laughing when fucking June video recorded her. Yeah. And then Tomo and Car- or sorry, Mizuzu and Carol are like, "Let's see the video." And Tomo's like, "You guys!" And ran. And it's after like, them. and like, we're going karaoke. <laughs> yeah, we're going karaoke. So there's that aspect, and then things really come to a head in episode five. Oh man, so. Basically, um, they said, when was the last time you hung out with June? Carol and Mizuzu are like, when was the last time you hang out with June? Like, oh, well, June doesn't, you know, he's inviting me, but then I get nervous. We don't really hang out anymore like we used to. And she's like, you should, like, you know, hang out. Take advantage so, of that, yes. Yeah, you should hang out. So um, June is t- telling um, telling Tomo, like, hey, I bought this video game you suggested. Like, you know, it's fun. And June is, or Tomo is like, hey, we should play. And she's like, oh, my God, why don't you come over? Well, you know, we'll stay up all night. We'll play video games. It'll be yeah. fun. So she goes and tells her parents, like, hey, and their neighbors, keep in mind. Yeah, so no, she's like, she, no, she's like, basically, she was, she wanted to back out of it. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, I, are like, I'm, no. gonna, I'm gonna walk with my friends. Like, no, no, no. It's like, hey, dad, uh, he invited me over. Isn't there anything you want me to do? And he's that like, no, that's fun. Don't cause trouble. And it, she tells her mom, and he's like, oh, you know, I was hoping to wait a little bit, but I like, I gotta start thinking about this. And she's like, think about what? She's like, my future grandchild's name. Like, oh my god, no, it's embarrassing. So yeah, then no, she gets to, she goes there. She goes and to the like, house, where's your mom? Like, where's your mom? Your mom's like, oh, she's out of town. It's just us. And he's like, now I really, now I really regret it. Yeah, now she really regrets it. And so they have dinner. It was good. And then she's like, oh, well, you know, I already took a shower or I already took a bath. So you just got to reheat the water and you're and good. Like, nope, I'm showering. No. But you just got to reheat the, nope, shower. And you yep. see, Tomo's got a curvy figure. Yeah. Tomo. Even, though, even though it was like a lot of fog and stuff. So- no, Tomo still got a rack on her. She got well, we, we Well, we knew about that. Yeah, Tomo got some curves on her, bro. So, um, she's yeah, they have, they have that, Yeah, they do that. They have the curry, and now they're going to finally... They have the bath, and then afterwards, they start playing video games, and things get aggressive. Uh, oh, yeah, they were like, oh, yeah, well, I I stayed up till 11. 11.30. Yeah, 11.30. was like, huh, pussy, I did midnight. <laughs> I did midnight, and it's like 10.30, and they're tired. And then, yeah, then she's like, I do that. This is... And it was funny because oh, yeah. they're playing video games and then like they start getting aggressive and uh and June starts tickling Tomo and yep. Tomo leans back on the bed and you see June basically like on top of her and Tomo's like she they both get embarrassed really quick and you see right. like there's basically hints where June is really starting to recognize Tomo's femininity and after yeah. like he's starting to realize like you know how they act and like it's not as appropriate because he recognizes like oh this is a woman she likes me like you know it'd be easy it'd be easy for him to want to fuck but you know he's right. really being conscious of that and so 
um you see them basically and so they're like all right it's 10 30 like all right we're gonna go to bed so um they go to bed and uh tomo's awake and june is like hey are you awake yeah and they have a brief conversation and uh, june goes back to sleep tomo starts fucking with him in his sleep and pinches his nose this pisses june off june wakes up in his sleep smashes tomo in a fucking headlock and they fall he's like he's basically spooning her while in a headlock yeah and they fall asleep june wakes up first at 6 30 in the morning the next day because they're off i don't know why you wake up at 6 30 in the morning the next day while you're off but okay wakes up 6 30 in the morning and sees that they're spooning he freaks out and fucking falls ass over fucking tea kettle and uh uh what's her face tomo Tomo wakes up afterwards you sleep in weird positions positions. so she starts going she's like oh what a night it's like oh we had tofu i took a bath um or i had curry took a bath and we played video games i fell asleep and And she remembered yeah i wake up up in a futon she was in the bed she's like how did i wake up in the futon she gets immediately embarrassed um and then the next week and a half for them is awkward to end the episode yeah this is this has been funny oh it was great all right, moving on. My Hero Academia. My God, what an emotional episode! I got teary eyed for sure. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that for, part real quick because again, this is basically the same thing with these two episodes. Mm-hmm. But uh, but the first half, real quick, it's uh, we get like background on Hawks mm-hmm. about his little agency, is an aberration for Endeavor, mm-hmm. and Hawks is out of the hospital, but he's wearing this machine thing, mm-hmm. and like, he like has to type it to talk to it. And Beth Sheenis was talking about how that had that plan where Hawks quote unquote killed him. Mm-hmm. All that was going on, and now they're all, yeah, and basically like they had, and they want to know about what they said about uh, what Endeavor was talking about with uh, all for one or one for all. They want to know what they meant. And they, maybe it's Midori type of thing. Mm-hmm. So they're on their way to the hospital. Go to Endeavor. Mm-hmm. All right, great. Now we're at Endeavor. Mm. Uh, basically, it's a big. Family reunion. Shoto, mm-hmm. the other, the sister, the brother, and who else even? The mother Ray. Yep, she came and said she was talking about it's all how it's everyone's problem because Endeavor kept blaming himself. And you go through the entire family history from yep, the time and we find born, out the time the other kids were born, yep. and you start to you basically see a breakdown of Toya's like how, how we how we became to be. At first, it was yeah. basically. Like first, it was the arranged marriage to have this yeah kid as ultimate weapon yeah, and so with this you find out with uh, Dobby Toe. Dobby's the like, first one. Yep. Yep. And like how he has great firepower, but there's a he cost have to compatibility. it. He doesn't have the he has his mother's ice compatibility, but he's got his father's quirk. Um, and the fire is the fire part of him is stronger. So because of this, he's killing himself. It's burned so much. Yeah. And he starts to actually feel bad. Yeah, because because basically he's been manipulating him for like twelve about years and years. He, and he to each of his children like I birthed you so you can be better than All Might. Your goal in life yeah. is to be better than All Might. And when they, and and when the other guy, kids, are, they're quirkless, right? His two other kids are quirkless. I believe they're they're either quirkless or they it's like very weak. And like Dobby's is the only one that's strong, but it kills him. So basically. Hey, hey, be a distraction to him. Yeah. While Shoto's the one that Shoto's and the one. Like, yo, it's okay. You could be with your other brothers and sisters. Like, there's a life outside of being a hero. But he ruined Dobby by putting his like his dreams and his hopes 
and his it, desire. Again, in those twelve years, like, Bobby took that everything. literal thirteen. Thirteen, sorry, but yeah, but still, like the from birth till then, yes, and all and all of a sudden, you think he's they think he's gonna just turn it off just because he said so. No, and no, that was that was not gonna work. Not at all. And it got to the point. Yeah, now Shoto's the one that's isolated away from them. Yes. And then you find out that Dobby was actually traded in secret. Yeah. And got to the point where Endeavor smacked his wife. <laughs> he smacked his fucking slapped that bitch. Yeah. Why? Like, and all this, and, show, and then he's like, "Why, why, why weren't you protecting Dobby and all this? Well, I'm doing this with uh, Shoto. Shoto starts trying to confront him, like, "Hey, don't hit mom." Yeah. And. But slowly but surely, between Endeavor's passion and hate and Dobby's words of anger because of the fact that Dobby basically said roundabout way, mother, like, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't ask to be born. Like, you're complicit in, like, my circumstance. It, it, basically, it's your fault that, 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 like, it's your fault that daddy doesn't love me, basically. Basically. And it br- started breaking her. Then Endeavor happened, broke her even more. And she was just already broken when she fucking splashed Toya with, or sorry, she splashed Shoto with the with the boiling water and gave him. Yeah, this car. and and that's that what she admitted her. herself into the mental into the mental ward. But we start seeing the actual events of the accident. He goes start training in the mountains so he can hold his flames. He tells his dad like, "Hey, you know, come." Like I, he starts figuring out that his flames are turning blue, and he's like, "Oh, like this is great." Like it's like he's like, "I hit puberty." And he's like, it's like, I get excited. Like, instead of like jerking off and coming, he's like, my flames turn blue. He's like, it's an emotional reaction when I get excited. Yeah, and so he turned it sexual in a way, but it's unique in that aspect of, yeah, and of just, development. And just the tears in his eyes when he's like talking about all this. with him. Yeah. Everything. And then it is. It ruined. The kid was ruined. Yeah. It, and it I'll, I'll get to Endeavor in a bit after this. Yeah. Man. We'll get we're gonna get into a little bit. I just saw this today. So basically, yeah. he goes to the mountain. His father, he said, tells his father, show up, show up, show up. Father doesn't show up. He starts crying. And he's like, don't cry. Don't, he tells him, he's telling himself, don't cry, don't cry, yeah. don't cry. And he cries fire. And his entire body lights up. And that's supposedly the end of Toya. Endeavor's ruined. It ruins Ray. Like, it ruins the entire family. That Yeah. You know, like, Endeavor's passion and desire to beat All Might killed his son. And it just, just devastated them. And you still see, like... You still see Endeavor and Endeavor, this strong-willed man. Endeavor is bawling. He's absolutely bawling, tears. Yeah, and, and he, now everyone like feeling. I feel more invested by far in this story compared to the other one. Although they still kept the fact that Vash is not a killer. Vash is humane. Literally at the end of the episode, when you have the um, oh wait, no, we haven't talked about the next episode, have we? Not yet. No, that was gonna be like I'm, I was getting right into that. Okay, so let's segue into that, and I'll say it at the end. Well, yeah, uh, one of my favorites came back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wolfwood. Yes. You, you see him, like, roaming in the desert. God, this is... Like, Sorry. Like, 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 he's starving, dehydrated. Yes. Uh, first, you thought he was a lollipop guy now, but he's still a smoker. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I was like, oh, he's, he sucks lollipops now. Okay, and then I'm like, nope, he still chain smokes like a motherfucker. Yeah, uh, eventually, uh, yeah, Vash, uh, Roberto, he was driving the car. Yeah, he almost, he almost, he almost, at first he saw, he saw Wolf, Wolfwood. Yeah. And he accidentally hit him. He broke his arm. Yeah. Briefly. Yeah, briefly broke his arm. How the fuck do you briefly break an arm? Uh, you know. Anime. That is Wolfwood. It's fine. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, basically, 
Did, yeah, did any charge? He did. He did. Wasn't that where he first charged in the invoice? Or was it yeah, twenty thousand dollars for a funeral? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, because yeah, they wanted uh, they had this all nearby area. Like okay, they yeah. So they basically so after they um they hit Wolfwood, they rescue him. They bring him to like the most local hospital. They enter the hospital and they see the the, the doctors shot Everyone's dead. dead. <laughs> And, and they there's hear a kid, a, a, and there's a kid in the closet. In the locker, yeah, in the, in the locker. So they open the locker. There's a kid. They bury the the thing thing there. His parents and Wolfwood is very kind, although he's oblivious to like doing a funeral. He like fucks up the funeral and the rites, the final services and shit. Yeah. Oh, uh, boy. But uh, what what else happened after that? Uh... I'm still watching the boxing between that. This is a really good fight for anybody that loves boxing. I'm a fucking. I have my other podcast. Shout out to my boy Andy MMA for Marks. I will talk about this on uh on tuesday when we record because monday i'm going to monday night raw Ugh. but it's okay it's for a good purpose but in any yeah, case but uh yeah roberto is like having doubts on uh, wolfwood because there's a there's, yeah. a there's a guy controlling worms and basically yeah so basically they see like an aurora borealis and like oh it's so pretty like nope those are worms and then as soon as they bury him and wolfwood gives him a lollipop tells him like it's okay kid like you know i was an orphan da 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 they get swallowed up by the fucking king worm yep end up in the king worm's belly they're trying to find a way out, trying to find a way out. So they all split into different passages and um, Meryl finds the kid and then gets swallowed up and disappears. Yep. And now it's Roberto Vash and Wolfwood. Yeah. And Roberto's like, what's in that uh, cross you got there? It's pretty heavy to just be a regular cross. And he's like, well, I can't tell you. He's like, and he pulls out his fucking strap and he's like, well, like he's like, nope, it's like he's, he, he's learning us to a trap. Yep. And then Wolfwood, or not Wolfwood, I'm sorry, Roberto disappears. And they're like, yeah. what the fuck? So it's just it's just Wolfwood. I'm sorry, yeah, it's just Wolfwood and Vash, and they're trying to find their way out. Eventually, they end up in the nasal cavity of the worm. The worm sneezes them out, but um, Vash, not wanting to fucking uh, leave them, not wanting to leave them, him and Wolfwood get swallowed up again, and they see the kid there, and the kid has all the flies around him, and Vash can hear the whistling. There's like, I think like you have a dog whistle. Apparently, there's a fucking uh, a, a worm whistle. Yeah, and here's the worm whistle, and he's like, "Oh, so you know, when were you gonna tell us that you can control the the the, the worms?" And the the guy is like, "Well, you know, this isn't audible to a human. You must be uh, different, huh?" And we find out that the kid is the villain. Yeah, but he's Zaza the Beast. He's Zaza the Beast. Yep, yeah, and then uh, Wolfwood reveals his cross. Yep, and it's a fucking laser beam, it's a laser machine gun type, laser beam machine gun. Machine guns a hole in the fucking worm, and eventually, once the fucking once Zaza disappears and escapes, he fucking does a laser beam and cuts the fucking worm in half. Right, Jesus, so savage, bro. You yep. know what that laser beam reminded me of? What a laser beam from Gundam. Okay, I don't know the name. There's an official name for it. I don't remember it. <laughs> no, but uh. Yeah, I said that, like awesome powers. Laser beam. Laser. Laser beam. Oh, I'm gonna say the laser gun from Akira. <laughs> or that too. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, so basically Roberto and Meryl they're back. They're celebrating for now. Yeah. Eating bug me type of thing. Yeah. And what happens after this? Like what happens? You see Wolfwood goes to a secluded place by himself. He's chain smoking like usual. And Zaza appears. And Wolfwood's like, You almost killed me. And he's, he's like, like, I gotta make it look good. He's like, I gotta make it look good. He's like, but you earn their trust. And he's like, oh, and he Wolfwood's like basically kind of like he feels bad. And Zaza's like, oh, your specialty is killing friends, quote unquote friends. 
Yeah. And he's like, well, he's like it doesn't matter at the end of the day. So they did keep that part of the of the uh, of the original story as well that Wolfwood, and they revealed it very early that Wolfwood is a double agent. Before in the old one, you didn't hear that Wolfwood was a double agent until right before he died, basically. Right. Like a couple episodes before he died, and he had that final fucking showdown with Vash. Now they revealed it in episode four, and they just knocked down I fucking Navarro. I, I, I know, and people are complaining. It's like, dude, shut the fuck. This is great. No, it's just this is really good. I just, should say great. This is really fucking good. No, this is the top for in the season for me. It's this just the top on your season for right now. This is one of my surprises for sure. No, that too. And I'm saying like it's my is in my it's it's one of my top ones for the season far. Yeah. If it keeps up. As again, they did knives a lot better already in this these two episodes. Yeah. They made him more medicine. Yeah. Wolf Wolf Woods seems a little cooler and it's it is fun. It's just a shame that they're not really giving it a fair chance. No, not at all. This again, just nostalgia. This comparative to yeah, blind glasses. Just, just, sure. That that's how that's how I said with Bleach, but with the popularity, first they hated, all of a sudden they just love it. Like yeah, it's it, it, yeah. It, it's it's just a fickleness, and it's just again, it's just more just give it a fair chance. Just look at it as own entity, and then you would probably. Enjoy if it. you had never seen the original and saw this, this would be fucking stupendous. Yeah, but unfortunately, you'll get those toxic anime fans. Oh, no, don't watch it. Watch the original, the better. It's a masterpiece. It's a classic. Yep. yep. Okay, I enjoy it for what it is. I'm not going to compare it to the original. It's just, it's its own thing. Different take. Yep. And I'm, I'm enjoying it. I've been very happy with it. So. Yep, yep, yep. Good shit. Even that, even that people are not going to vote for it, I, I'm still in it. This you. is fucking great. And Navarrete beat Wilson. Holy shit. He fucking <laughs> knocked him out in the ninth. Oh, my God. For those who like boxing, this is a great boxing match. You should definitely watch it. As I'm going to turn it off now. Yeah. All right, we got two more. All right, talk about your baby. <laughs> Just keep it under 10 minutes. I'll do my best. Angel. The angel next door spoils me rotten. Oh, my God. Okay, so as we continue to see... Angel and uh, the Angel Next Door supposed to be rotten. It's again the main developments are basically where um, you see Mahiru and Amane get closer throughout the series. Is they get closer through their their everyday interactions. And one of the key things I think that makes me feel more at home with this show is the fact that as they get closer, Mahiru continues to slowly come out of her guard. And she slowly lets on more and more about her troubled past and um, the th- little things that count um, that uh, that Amaru, that Amana does um, are just it's really good. So basically, the, the beginning of episode three, I believe, no, episode four oh, with, with, her mother. Uh, with, with her mother. Yeah. Is that four? Which mother? Which mother? Amana's mother. Uh, that was three. It was three. Okay, so the beginning yeah. of episode three starts off with um, Mahiro chilling um, with uh, Amane one day, and Amane's mother comes up out of nowhere unannounced, and is like, oh, I'm here to see my son, da 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 and she's like, wow, you have the place clean, you have dishes for two, um, what's going on? Like, what's in your bedroom? Yeah, and you see someone? basically that, she, that he hid Mahiro in the bedroom, Sheena in the bedroom, and they open the bedroom, you see Mahiro knocked out, like asleep in the bed, like near the bed. She's got, a, she's holding onto the pillow and yeah. 
Um, the mother's like, oh, my God, you have such a pretty girlfriend. And they try to explain to her what the circumstances going on. The mother's not buying it. But, you know, but they basically it's like instant love with fucking with uh, Shihoko is her name. Yeah. Shihoko and, and Mahiro. And they exchange contact numbers, which is cute. That comes into play a little later, but nothing too serious. Right, right. But um, basically, you slowly but surely, there are little secrets coming out. And one of the things that I was mentioning in terms of the little things that he does is uh, Amane always gives positive reinforcement. Always is to like, hey, like, you know, she got first in the class on midterms. Amane was like 30th or something like that. His normal rank. He's like, that's about right. That's cool. Whatever. He's in the top 30. Good enough. Sheena's number one. Uh, Mahiru's number one. And so, you know, that's that. And you, uh, Amane begins to get annoyed because they're like, oh, that's the angel. Like, oh, you know, she like her, she must have better brains than us. And in his head, he's like, you guys just don't see how hard she works. And it's the little things of how, like, he compliments her, tells her, like, you know, keep your head up. Like, you know, I understand why you're so hard on yourself. Like, you're amazing. You're special. And it really starts to, like, affect Mahiru and she gets emotional very she gets visibly emotional a lot without going over the top so she doesn't reveal her past but you could tell Amane is really like getting kind of getting kind of into it and he's recognizing these things he gets her a little gift as a thank you um oh skipping I skipped ahead sorry um during the event with his mother when he was trying to hide her he's like here's my key I'll try and sneak you out and so after the mother leaves uh Mahiru is like here's your key back and he's like, no, keep it. And she's like, oh, like, I feel weird. Da, da, da. He's like, I'm giving you the key because I trust you. And that opened up Mahiro's eyes. And again, she was just she was kind of like happy with the fact that like, oh, no one's ever called me my name. It's been a while since someone called me by my actual first name. It's always Sheena. And then Aman is like Mahiro. And she opens up and he's like, it's not that difficult. He tells her, like, it's not that difficult to be called by your first name as long as you want it. And she gets emotional. And she says, Amane. And he gets like that and the same thing. So they're like, all right, let's just, you know, we call each other by our first names when we're together. Again, another key development of a relationship, calling somebody by their first name in, in, Jap- in Japan. It's a big thing. Um, and so as a thank you for um, for hitting, uh, what's it called, for getting first place, he buys her a cake. And she's like, you didn't have to buy me a cake. And he's like, you know, you should celebrate. You know, you're first in the class. That deserves a reward. And she's like, I'm always first in the class. That doesn't mean anything. She's like, yeah, but you work hard. Don't you want a reward for your hard work? And again, opens up Mahiro's eyes. She becomes a little emotional. They exchange. They start eating cake together. Like, here, I feed you. You feed me. Um, But then one of the key things that happens throughout this period is that you see Amane begin to really, like, embrace his feelings. Right. He's like, like, damn, like, I really do like this girl. But, I, you know, she doesn't like me. I'm just a nobody, whatever. And uh, my hero hasn't realized that. But it's these little things that keep opening up her eyes, keep wanting her to be closer, wanting to continue to hang out with him, things like that. And so um, moving on, uh, the next day in school or one of the days in school, um, Ikun and Chitose are like, hey, um, what are you doing Christmas Eve? Let's have a party at your house. And consciously thinking about the fact that he always has dinner with her, She's like, all right, as long as we're done with dinner. All right, so they hang out. Everything's good. They have pizzas, whatever. And they talk shit, whatever. And it starts snowing. And so uh, Chitose and Ikun go outside. Ikuyu go outside. And they're like, oh, it's white snow. And they're like, huh? And they look outside. And they see Mahiru. And they knew about the next door neighbor. He, uh, Amane had admitted to them, like, hey, you know, yeah. everything I'm doing is with my next door neighbor. The next door neighbor is the Tenchi. It's Mahiru. 
She comes over. They start explaining everything that's happening. They don't buy it. They clearly think there's something developing there, but both of them deny it. And but they decide to be close. They're like, hey, you know, don't let this secret come out. It's going to be bad for both of us. You know, let it be like, don't say shit. They're like, OK, cool. And so they want to be friends with her. Da, 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 that's cool. Um, and so they spend Christmas Eve together. They have dinner together. And before this, um, uh, Mane was like, hey, what are you uh, doing Christmas since I can't hang out with you Christmas Eve? And she's like, well, I'm not doing anything. And she's like, well, you want to spend Christmas with me? And he's like, she's like, well, what is there to do? And Amane is like, you're right. There's nothing to do. I'm sorry. And uh, uh, Mahira looks around. And she's like, you know, I've never played video games before. Why don't we play video games? And she's like, you just want to hang out and play games? And she's like, yeah, that'd be nice. Okay, let's do it. So she comes over next day on Christmas. They play video games for a while. She's leaning, playing video games. It's kind of cute. She falls on his lap. They get embarrassed. Um, and then they do a gift exchange. And uh, Amane's gift is a coin purse. Or not a coin purse. I'm sorry. A key holder. Because for the key. She's like, you know, I gave you my key out of trust. Here's a key holder. If you don't want to use it, no problem. All good. Right? And she's like, no, I'll cherish it. Da, da, da. I appreciate it. She gives him a scarf. It's nice and warm. And they say another couple cute things. She gets embarrassed. Um, and that's one of the obviously one of the biggest tropes in anime when somebody's talking to somebody else and they get embarrassed. Adorable for sure. And um, as she goes outside so they can enjoy the snow with the white Christmas. They're like, well, you know, a white Christmas is normally good for couples. Um, for us, you know, it doesn't mean anything. And she's like, well, let's just enjoy how pretty it is. So they go outside. They have a moment together as they're looking into the night sky. And uh, uh, Mahiro sneezes. Come find out the next day on the 26th, she caught a cold. And she's like, you look, why are you so red? And she's like, I'm just flustered, you know, have like whatever. She's like, oh, you have a cold. And she's like, oh, it's not that bad. She's like, well, let's take your temperature right now and prove it. So she goes in the bathroom. She takes the temperature and she goes 37.4. It's a slight fever. And he snatches the um, he snatches the thermometer from her. And another key thing is he's becoming more assertive because he understands like she's trying to like she's trying to not show her vulnerabilities to him but he recognizes these things and he wants to be he's being a dominant man but not in like an over assertive way not in a douchebag way he's like basically being like her man and right. that was one of the other things that they had mentioned during when they were all hanging on christmas eve like dude you have like like basically the angel of the class is like your like practice wife and they like get embarrassed by that but in effect that's what it is cooks cleans they hang out they have dinners they talk you know, they have real conversations. It's really nice. So she, she snatches the thermometer from her. It's 38.8. That's the equivalent of like 100 something degrees because it's in Celsius. Right. So she's got over 100 degree fever. And he's like, nope, your bed or my bed. Where are you going to rest? Because you need to rest. And he's like, what if I said neither? She's like, no, you've been burning. He basically says you've been burning the candle at both ends. You need the rest. You've been studying. You've been taking care of me. You're exhausted. You need to rest. So my bed or your bed. And he's like, I don't want He's like, you shouldn't enter a girl's room. He's like, I don't care. You need the rest. So I'll bust in your house and I'll put you in your bed. I don't care. Your bed or my bed. So he's like, she's like, all right, fuck, fine. Your bed. So she, he lays her in bed, picks her up like, you know, everything puts her in bed, um, lays her down, has rice porridge, has water, has the cold compresses. And he's like, go to bed, go to sleep. And he's going to walk away. And um, uh, she, um, I keep saying, I keep fucking up. His name is Mahiru grabs his pant leg and is like stay with me and he, she's like oh you basically you want me to treat you like a child and she's like yeah so they hold hands until she falls asleep he falls asleep on the couch the next day 
Um, he wakes up, knocks on the door, like, hey, are you okay? Yeah, do you want to eat? Yeah, whatever. Da da da. They eat, they they talk for a little bit, and we find out a little bit more about Mahiro's history, about how her housekeeper was the one that would take care of her when she was sick. And we found out earlier in the previous episode, like he, she's the one that um that's another thing. She's the one that basically cooked for her. And like you she said, like, oh, like my cooking's nothing compared to hers, because when she cooked and you ate it, it felt like pure joy. And uh, Amane is like, well, you cook already and it already feels like joy. She becomes emotional and Amane recognizes that immediately. She's like, he's like, are you OK? And she's like, yeah, I just didn't think that I cooked with joy. And he's like, I love your cooking. I can eat it every day. I want to eat it every day. Like every time I eat, it's joy with you. And she gets emotional. Another recognition of that. But in any case, they have a conversation. They continue to talk about her, um, her housekeeper for a little bit. And then she's like, he's like, all right, we'll go to bed. And he's going to get up. And then she's like, you want me to hold your hand while you go to sleep? And he goes, she goes, yeah, I'd like that. And they hold hands. And the episode ends with him saying, man, you're bad for my heart. He's embracing this, but he's hurting himself because they yeah. can't be that way. But obviously, we know where this is going. And yeah, I had, it's been nice. It's so beautiful. And I, like I said, I relate to that so much because in my current relationship, the way things are like, I enjoy those little moments with my chick, like, you know, and just like the desire to like, you know, I can't wait for her to cook for me. I can't wait for her to spend the night, you know, those little things. And it like, I, I enjoy seeing this so much because it's so relatable in my current circumstance. And it's just, it hits home. Just like, you know, the developments of a relationship, keep in mind, I've known my chick for over 10 years. And we're just now to this point after all the ups and downs, when I mentioned about my hero and being able to rectify the sins of my past, I've been in that circumstance as well. Um, And I'm going through this now and I'm able to rectify my sins of my past with her. And it's a wonderful thing that I'm able to go through right now, but just, you know, just in terms of being able to, you know, like develop this and embrace this new, unfound reality that they're in where he was just like a loser living by himself with not really any friends and he was unhealthy and like how much she's changed him and very slowly but surely how much Amane is changing Mahiru as well embracing her keep like making her feel good positive vibes positive reinforcements showing her that people love her she's not just a thing she's a human and she's a very wonderful human and making her appreciate herself while they appreciate her for what she does for them fucking amazing and as i told you before in our chat it's gonna go down a dark path the reason why i didn't close with this because i think that that's going to be such an incredible revelation when we find out the depths of how dark her parents are because even in earlier in the episode you know, she's like, my like my parents never called me by my name. My parents never really cared. My parents weren't around. Clearly, they're around, but there's clearly a disconnect somewhere where they don't express their love properly, or there's a misunderstanding, or she's some sort of bastard child, or something along those lines. Hence why she's living by herself whenever um, she mentions, or again, in episode three, how, like, you know, it's nice that you have a mother that cares about you. And, you know, uh, Amane is like, well, she's annoying and she's, you know, prodding, da da da. She's like, still, it's nice. And it's like, she has no 
parental love and that's driven her to this point where she's been alone and she mentions in the previous episode how i've always been alone from day until night the only person that would ever give an iota of a fuck about me was my housekeeper and even then she lived her life she would go home and it would just be me and to have someone that's one of the reasons why she clings on to amane so much is because of the fact that like she's no longer alone this man has filled a void in her heart that she didn't know necessarily existed or she didn't know that it was okay to fill and it's just a wonderful scene that's developing and we're only in episode five and it's only going to continue to get better i think and it's gonna you know eventually lead to such i think it's going to lead to a, a glorious climax and i know starman in our chat had said like oh it's got horror mia vibes horror mia differs from the fact that they get together by episode four they become a couple right. this is going to be a slow burn where they're eventually going to become a couple probably by the season finale you'd have to imagine and i don't know enough about the manga or anything like that to determine like oh is there going to be a season two or how does it play out like things of that nature i don't know that information but just the ride that they're on is such a pure ride again this is another show that has very little to no fan service um they're very wholesome and you can see just the wonderful character characteristics in amane um obviously mahiru's billed as the angel angel next door she's billed as this wonderful human being and she rightfully is she's amazing but to see this dull guy who is content being the background character with no real affection or real anything in his life to see how much his life has changed for the better and to see how much he's influencing her and showing her what real love is in this crazy circumstances absolutely wonderful i am beholden to this show this is one of by far my favorites of the season the op is one of my favorites of the season it is so good as well um i adore this absolutely adore this that's why i just went on the fucking i went on an annual spiel this is some shit that you would say on the annual and i just fucking just went on this because of how much i love this show glorious all right very good you ready for the main event yeah, we'll, we'll we'll cut it. Oh out. my god! We'll, we'll, we we it won't be four hours next week because we're only gonna be talking about one episode. Oh god! Sorry, I just chucked the rest yeah. of the Hayama. Oh good god! But yeah, but, but oh. yeah, people, we apologize for the ones that are tuned in. Thank you. Still, we have three people still tuned in. I believe I still, um two on W two M YouTube, one on our Twitch. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. I know, again, we apologize for being almost four hours. This is what happens when you skip two weeks, and there's 28 yeah. plus animated review, guys. Yeah, we got. We, we bit off way too much more than we should. We really need to like. I think we need to seriously, as much as like, there's been great anime this season. We need to like have a limit. We need to have that limit of or like, or, or limit how long we talk about a show. <laughs> It's no, but like, you know, I think if you're a listener to our show at this point, if you're listening three hours in in general, like, you know, that we're going to go on long windage fields because we go over reviews and we throw our little quirks and little comments and things like that. But we also give our opinions on our different shows, um, as you just heard from Trigun from Matt and myself with Angel and some of our other ones Um like you kind of know what the ride is about. It's just I think the amount of anime that we cover is really what sets us so far in terms of our timeline because i mean i don't think we do it justice if we just do like oh what were your thoughts on this what were your thoughts on this and at the same time i'm I'm saying let's not make 20 minutes per episode (laughs) but i mean you know i guess you know at the end of the day it just shows our passion dude it shows our basically we may as well just print out the scripts and just read it (laughs) that's the best thing about our show it's not it's not scripted 
It's not, it's not I, WWE. No, I know. I'm saying print out the script of the episodes we're watching. Just read them. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what we're doing as it is. We've always yeah. done that. <clears throat> but we digress. Two-year eternity. Yeah, we... If this one, we're giving it its flowers. I love this season so much more than season one. So much more. Yeah, I know a lot of people were bitching and complaining, but you know what? This was fine. No, this is a solid four and like a minimum four and a quarter for me. Yeah, right now. Yeah, right. Yeah, right now it's four and a quarter. It's about four and a quarter. It's got to potentially be four and a half. More. Yes, dude. So that's it. Yeah, we definitely got six more. Dude, are you still but... high? Yes. <laughs> How many megs was your edible? I don't fucking know. Just grab one. Motherfucker, you don't read? I had a long day. I ain't reading shit. I'm, just, I'm taking some of it, I'm eating, and we're good to go. You're off tomorrow, right? Yes. God. I'm having edible every day till Monday. <laughs> and in a fucking couple of weeks to have my shifts. Yeah, I'm taking edible. I'm, I'm, do, I'm just going to chill, and people are going to leave me alone. But yeah, you tell, pal. <laughs> <laughs> you perfect. fucking tell. None this guy, Nicholson. Uh, this one, we got two episodes. Uh, this one, uh, first, it's uh, a, a couple of kids, Bully and Echo. Uh, those stone them. <laughs> stone them? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, the Fushi turned the wolf, too. It's basically, hey, go, go, scrap. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All's going on. And most of this was about Fushi still like. Tearing stuff down, rebuilding stuff. Fushi was able to finally meet the princess face to face. He talks about how he has to actually t- knock out the actual castle mm-hmm. and the castle walls to rebuild mm-hmm. it. And you're like, yeah, you know, yep, that's fine. Like, let's just do it. So and so day. But I right now focus on this. Yep. And as, as they were doing this, the villagers were questioning it because mm-hmm. they start to feel the sticky white stuff. <laughs> Ew. Coming from Fushi, so because it's a part of him, so mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole thing. So they're now they're questioning the the wise man, even because they still think Fushi's trapped in that uh, iron cage thing. Yep. So all, all that they're like talking to the prince, and they like we demand answers, that type of thing. And then eventually it got to the point where Fushi is like slowly getting caught, and now. The village is like, oh, it's him, it's but Bon and uh, what was the other man? Uh, Robin, Bon and Robin. Mm. They were talking to the villagers, mm-hmm. and uh, even the, the fat kid, mm-hmm. and he was up, he was sticking up for them. Mm-hmm. Everyone was there, and then uh, basically, we go to the Morden, and Fushi sees everyone staring at him. Traffic was going on, and now they all had like this pose of salute and like respect. Yep. And Bond was like telling Fushi, like they asked, they accepted him. Yep. Like everyone's on our side for this. So that was the end of that. And now basically, it's like the actual setup, like the actual setup of the battle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everything is everything's becoming undone. Everybody's becoming basically. Fushi has everything ready. Everything was like officially rebuilt. Mm-hmm. They had uh, plans for like, certain weapons. Uh, and uh, basically, who talked to Kohaku about the knocker on his arm? Pokua. Which one? Pokua. Pokua. Okay, sorry. Uh, but yeah, basically, talking about like, so why, so why can't your knocker leave the arm? Yep. Uh, what did the knocker say? Um, um, oh, we convey our, like, we understand humans. Like, we, they basically, it basically reiterated the same thing, like how. 
we don't like pain and we think the human body is this is the source of pain. So that's why we want to return everybody to souls. So that way they don't have to deal with pain anymore. And one of the things that we react on the most is human emotion. Uh, while all that's going on, the Aurelis army, even the sisters now, Hoka, she's right. there. She has all the army. Yep. The, the fucking girl, the boy. Yep. Everyone's there. They're all getting ready for this. Yep. And Fushi is incredibly tired, so he passes out for a bit. Yep. And Bond... no, he didn't pass out for a bit. He fucking Bon asked him, like, oh, hey, yeah, can you right. make the sleeping potion? And he goes, Yeah, but for, don't forget, this is you can't ingest the potion. You have to sniff the potion. Yeah, basically, yeah, uh, he has to experience it. And when he does, and that's when he does, he's like, you he knocked out. But Bond had a face mask or a cloth on his face, and he's like, stupid Fushi. So basically they wanted this because him. Robin and who else was it? Kahaku or is it someone else? No, it was the other guy, um, the soldier. Oh, the the heavy set guy. It was the soldier. It was the soldier. Um, the princess's friend and Bon. Yeah, so yeah, all three of them, they called out the crazy. They called out the black guy, the yeah. man in black, Mister Black. Yep. So yeah, Bon can actually talk to him. He can actually talk to him and see black. him. I love saying that, Mister Black. And he's like, you like talking about the war, the knockers. They, they said that you could you could have stopped this yourself, could you? Right. He's like, I could. All this going on. What did uh, Bond say to make the the man in black like snap? <laughs> no, he didn't say anything. He said, um, who, who 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 says something? Nobody said anything. It was the um the cunning guy, the, who was friends with the princess. He stabbed him. All right, that's right. He did stab. He him. ran up, stabbed him with a sword. And fucking man and yeah, black, Robin, yeah, yeah. Robin got stabbed him, and Mister Black got pissed. And fucking, <laughs> fucking yeeted him against the door. He got fucking knocked back. Took the sword out of himself. Made the sword crumple into a ball, and it disappeared. Yeah, and he's like talking about how basically he wants Fushi to take his place. Episode. Yeah, he wants Fushi to take his place, and they're like, "Well, why are all these people dying?" He's like, "Well, others' deaths are Fushi's growth, and that's all I care about." Very savage. Yeah, and now he he disappears, and it's time for the big battle. Yeah, but for before that, so basically, um, um, Echo senses them. Fushi comes over. Big fucking explosion happens. The battle starts happening. They shoot something at the castle walls. Castle wall starts going down, and Fushi, to his credit, said, "Hey, I want to include some of my bodies around the city." That way, he can get caught because they can't take them. They like can't that. take them. Yeah, exactly. So he does march the doctor and somebody else. Oh, old man Sakaji. Old man, yeah. Puts he, him at the he, he's, Yeah, he's in a shop. So he puts March specifically on the tip of the castle wall, and the castle wall gets hit. It rumbles. March falls, and one thing that Fushi said in particular said, "Hey, as I'll be able to revive myself as long as the bodies are connected to the to the cord, to right. the rope." So when this happens, March's body gets disconnected from the rope. She lands in the field, and the episode ends with March reviving. Yep, she woke up. She woke up, and it's like, what the fuck? Holy shit. I lost my mind. I was like, yo! Yeah. When that happened, I messaged you, you were asleep. And you yeah, yeah, I saw, I, yeah, I saw, I see, yeah, I saw, you saw like three in the morning. Of course, I was yeah, asleep. Dude. But we saw that, and then I was like, ah, oh, shit, that's great. But uh, I was very happy. I can't wait for the actual battle to begin. That's next. 
I think it's definitely. I think it's definitely going to end with Fushi reviving all those dead guys that were in him. Have to imagine he gets all his bodies back, revives them all. So what happens to the first body? Talk the the first guy, the nomad guy, the nameless there has, boy. There has to be a genesis somewhere, right? Unless he decides to revive him and take the form of the bear or the owl or something. Well, yeah, unless he just keeps it. The mole rat. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder how they're going to do that one unless he just keeps it because he's just used to it. That was like his first real physical body. Like a yeah. human body. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Then. We get, we're going to have the big battle next week. I can't wait. And there's still, what, six more episodes to go? Yeah, right? six more to go. I'm sure it'll end in like two to three. The battle will be two to three? Two to three more episodes, I think. And then one episode will be recovery and the last episode will be what's like setting up for season three. Or... Well, I think this is going to cover the story the still going, right? Uh, yeah, that's right. There's a part one and part two manga type thing. So I think this is like the end of like the part one event. Mm. Does this lead into like, um, like today's world with technology and things like that? I don't read it, so I don't know. Mm. It's very surprising you don't. Probably, it's, it's on my list. So I just got have time to actually read it. Makes sense. Like I have it in my library. So I just keep reading another one. But uh, right. but no, it's definitely very good. Yeah, dude, I'm enjoying the shit out of this season. Like I said, far more than I am season one. Um, it's solid, minimum four and a quarter for me. It has a chance to be four and a half. But regardless. yeah, uh, yeah, this this is gonna be more of Fuji's path. Like actually embracing himself, type of thing, his humanity and yeah, godlike part of him. Yeah, but uh, we had a long couple of weeks. We're happy to be back. Very heavy shit. <laughs> I don't know. So many, so many emotions throughout all these shows. A lot, sad, yeah. funny, hilarious, shocking, awe-inspiring. Yeah, and just straight up cuteness. Yes, dude. But folks, it's almost one o'clock in the morning. We're getting out of here. Follow me on Twitter at Damian Phoenix Twelve. You can follow him at Show Stepper Twenty Four. We follow our Cakey at Talk to Cakey. Uh, again, give us a. Gonna get a follow, shout, retweet, whatever you want to do. Find us. We're there. We have a Facebook group called Eat the Cake Anime. Uh, join that. Tell us how you find us. We'll give you a shout out. Uh, we have a future Cakey Shop episode with Lupin the Third with me, and then with Starman and Ethan, hopefully reincarnated as slime. Whatever they want to set that movies, up. As well as other movies that we're doing. We have the SAO movie and we have the Kaguya-sama movie. SAO movie is in theaters as of this Friday. I will be seeing it Saturday with my boy Josh. Shout out to my boy Josh who doesn't listen to the show. Fuck him. And then I will be and watching Kaguya will be on Valentine's on Day. Valentine's Day. It's a two-day special for the guys, for people who don't know and you love Kaguya-sama. It's a two-day special, only the 14th and the 15th. Um, so you will want to check that out if you love the show ASAP. Because then you won't see it unless you pirate it, like Matt's going to. Yeah, I'm going to have to. But uh, also, please follow uh, W2M Radio and Chair Shot Radio. We also want to thank them for uh, spot for like basically having them on their uh, their websites mm-hmm. and, where we li- and wherever you listen to your favorite local podcast, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, Amazon. You name it, we're pr- most likely there. Yes, sir. We have all that. And thank you, Sean, as our editor. Yes, your gift's still on the way, buddy. I haven't yeah. forgotten about you. We talked cake. We're full of cake, man. Let's should we get out of here?
Yeah, let me just give a couple quick plugs real quick. You yeah. follow me on my Instagram at AI underscore anime24. That is my anime Instagram where I give mostly daily uh, interactions in regards to the animes that I see. I still need to start posting my fall reviews. I finally got through summer. I need to start posting the fall reviews on there. I will get to that at some point for sure um, as we continue on through the winter program. You can follow me on my uh, podcast Instagram at podcast.com senpai again as matt said for all of our socials we have a link tree on there you can follow us on our our uh our other endeavors you can follow us everything regarding the page you can follow me in my other endeavors as i mentioned previously in the anime in the episode rather uh shout out to my boy andy with uh mma for marks we record every monday or tuesday you can check us out live on the w2m network as well um for there again as matt says shout out to sean and w2m network and chair shot for hosting us yeah man let's get the fuck out of here yeah, we'll, we'll see you all next week. Arigato, Natu Faku, and Sayonara.